Hello everyone, welcome to the stream. Welcome to Art Brunch. This is Season 2, Episode 9. Um, and I, if it's your first time here with us for Art Brunch, first of all, welcome. Uh, having these shows in a live capacity allows us to create a unique community. So if you're interested in becoming a part of our community for free, you can hit the follow button and you'll be notified when we go live. Most of our shows are scheduled and messaged through our Instagram, but sometimes we, we go live spur of the moment and uh, you definitely don't want to miss those. A little bit about the travel agency though. Uh, the travel agency's mission is to nurture a digitally native platform that hosts contemporary art making, produces art-centered entertainment, and provides digital residencies with multimedia exhibition opportunities for emerging artists. We present contemporary art in an approachable manner and provide tools and expertise to artists to share their practice in new ways. Our live media programming cultivates unconventional audiences, promotes understanding through interaction, and provides alternative avenues for public interest and support for the arts. Uh, I've, I've had conversations in studios and in galleries and in museums, but uh, over the course of trying to understand how to create a talk show about the art, I realized that a lot of like the best conversations happen when we're all sharing a meal together. So we're not actually going to be eating on stream, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but this is, you know, carrying that same energy. So you're watching Art Brunch. This is the travel agency's flagship show. And each week we host a new member of the art community to talk about their work or, or uh, the work that they're doing in their communities in an accessible and casual way. So I want to introduce my co-host for the show, my co-host, my co-captain in life, Jake Leach. <laughs> Hello. What's up, buddy? Hi, Rick. Hey. Oh, just over here in, uh, I think, the third background I've had, third, like, different room. Okay. <laughs> You've been very consistent this whole time. Uh, this I'm going to call this one the green room. Yeah. Well, uh, the green, studio green, you know, something like that. It but... is the travel agency. So you moving around <laughs> is, is important <laughs> for the whole yeah. thing, right? So thanks, thanks for taking that upon right. yourself. Yes. Uh, that's what I. That's what I do. Um, you know, this is anytime I I do anything, I do it do it for real. And so mm. this is uh, my <clears throat> my loyalty being shown to you, Rick, and to our loyal audience. And um, yeah, I'm just glad to be here in undisclosed uh, room three, aka the green room. So, <laughs> speaking of our loyal here. audience, uh, occasionally we get inundated with chat messages about actually eating brunch food on Art Brunch. So I decided, you know, chat if you are Really, if if that's what you really want, you're gonna need to put your money where your mouth is, and we'll put the food where our mouth is. We've got <laughs> uh, a sub goal here, a sub point goal for uh, 15 sub points that'll help us unlock our our second emote. Um, it's the equivalent of like 35 dollars. So if you are watching the stream, one of the really most awesome ways you can help support the stream, even beyond just like donating money, is uh, gifting subscriptions. Because when you gift a subscription, it will give a subscription to somebody who's been watching the channel. And that will bring them back to the channel. That'll give them the, the tier one emotes and, and help them feel a part of the community and bring them closer in. So if you're interested in doing that, you can do that through your Twitch. 
Um, and Jake, you just roped into that. So we'll eat like I sure am pancakes um, and <laughs> waffles and all kinds of stuff. But we do have a guest today. Sounds like a great time. That I want to introduce. Um, I will read her bio here. Um, her name's Tiffany Sutton, and actually she is our newest pilot artist in residence, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Photographer Tiffany J. Sutton was born in 1981 in Rochester, New York, and was raised in suburban St. Louis, Missouri. She began documenting family and friends after receiving a Kodak camera as a Christmas gift in the early 1990s. While primarily a self-taught photographer, she also attended classes at Washington University in St. Louis and St. Louis Community College. Sutton is a 2020 Harvard hashtag in the city visual artist fellow and was awarded the Regional Arts Commission St. Louis Artist Support Grant in 2019. The Regional Arts Commission Artist Relief Grant, the Luminaries Future Fund, uh, Emergency Relief for Artists, and a Sustaining Arts Practice Fund, the ASAP Fund. Sutton has decided to work with black women exclusively as a way to reconnect with herself and discuss social movements. Sutton works with digital, film, and instant cameras. Hello, Tiffany. Welcome to the stream. Hello, guys. How's it going? Good. I, I <coughs> felt like my intro was a bit of a mouthful today. I really kind of crammed it, a bunch in there. No, it's my bio. I'm just like so proud of myself for winning all these grants. I'm like, put it in, put yeah. it in. No, it's not <laughs> you. Put it in there. I think it was all of the me talking about shoving food in my mouth thing that was the problem. Your bio was great. <laughs> <laughs> off a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah yeah for sure but yeah so i think i think um you know out out of your bio i think it's it's very clear that you're a photographer jake's also a photographer so you hey, all have cool. some like some connecting moments there you you all can get like you can put your gear head on and talk yeah. about <laughs> talk about gears or or whatever lenses yeah. or everyone loves gear chat filters yeah. or something gear chat. Chat. that could everyone be a show said, yeah that's true. Good. Dick and <laughs> Tiffany discuss gear, gear, photo yeah. gear. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Those are actually All shows our... on YouTube. I've seen them. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, this is uh, our, you know, our favorite millimeters of lenses. How do you feel about mm -hmm. a fifty? Um, <laughs> more of a, more of a seventy-five. I'm more of a thirty-five, actually. Yeah, I look wow. wide okay. angle. Yeah, and then we just say hot take every like fifteen minutes or so, and then yeah. that's a show. That's a, yeah, show. a show. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Thank you, you all for it. tuning into Gear Talk. Uh, <laughs> Skate mom First episode right there. in the chat says, "Yay! Hi, Tiffany. Welcome to the chat, Skate Mom." Where is that? Uh, I see it. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm I'll... like, I don't see that, but hi. I'll relay it. I'll relay it to you as <laughs> as the show goes on. Um, okay cool and then also tiffany you just began i think this this week was our first week of having you as a pilot artist in residence for the travel agency so yeah lots of cool stuff going on on there we now have three pilot artists in residence and mm -hmm. i i mean we're <laughs> we're working on it for sure but i'm super excited because you've been doing interviews with black artists for your patreon and yeah have been interested in doing interviews and live programming and, and different kind of like digital programming stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Which is so cool that I did, that you led me on to Twitch, mm-hmm. um, or even Discord. Uh, speaking of which, should I be in the Discord or the Twitch feed? Yeah, just keep watching in, in Discord, and you can see okay. what we're doing on Twitch in that in cool. that box. But yeah. Um. But see, this is the kind of things I need to learn. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, <laughs> I've had a couple of. It's been mostly focused with St. Louis artists so far, but I have had one national artist come on, uh, which I was very proud to have. And if you want to listen to that conversation, you become a $10 member um, at the Patreon level mm-hmm. on Patreon, on my Patreon. And basically what we do is I'll take an artist, I'll research their work, um, you know, their bio, what work they've been doing lately, all that stuff. But we never really talk about that work. Mm. We talk about the experience as an artist, you know, like how did you get, how do you get exhibit, um, exhibits, exhibitions? Mm-hmm. Um, how do, how does your workflow really work? Uh, what are you doing during the pandemic? Mm. And then uh, our last conversation is about music. So it's like, what music are you listening to in the studio? That's awesome. So I'd like to hear some of that too. And it kind of varies. It also varies from artist to artist. So uh, my first artist was um, figure uh, multidisciplinary artist, Lola Agbara. And we talked about her being a black feminist and what that means and um, making her work about black sexuality and, and how that takes form in her work and everything like that. Um, Great. And that was a very informative conversation. It was very awesome. And she's just an awesome person in general. So that was just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, she listens to a lot of Meg the Stallion, Megan the Stallion mm-hmm. and Jungle Pussy, which is good. All right. Uh, so yeah, she listens to a lot of that in her studio. Um, the the second episode was Aaron Brown. He's more of a street photographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a musician as well. So he's been listening to a lot of jazz mm-hmm. in his studio practice. And when he's roaming around STL in Illinois, photographing the streets, however you want to call it. Uh, and this last interview was with Paul and Paki Sapoya. Um, we're the same age, so we have a lot of musical interests in common. Oh, okay. um, so it's a lot of like, you know, he's a little bit of a multi-listenable music um, person fan. So not only is he listening to like, you know, uh, Run DMC and Tribe Called Quest and, and whatnot like that. He's also listening to like, I made fun of him, the Smashing Pumpkins, mm-hmm. which I love. <laughs> so we were both like kind of, you know, what was that, uh, that double album, Infinite Sadness or something? Oh, uh, Melancholy Dream. Melancholy. Yeah. Yes. Sadness. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was so long. That was all There's a setup so yeah. she can start joning you for like in Smashing Pumpkins, Jake. You just ousted yourself okay, I mean, live on stream. They got, all right. They have some hits. I do not endorse Billy Corgan whatsoever as a human, but oh, I mean, is, hey, is he canceled? I mean, not. I mean, I don't. Oh, I don't. I, Honestly, I don't know enough to get into that. But okay. there's, there's, you know, he's he's <laughs> said certain things that people don't don't like. But okay. I yeah. do think there are some songs of theirs that uh, I've enjoyed certainly. Yeah. The <laughs> only album that holds up is Siamese Dream. Is excellent. Yeah, I I actually grew up listening to the greatest hits. Which there, I'm really outing myself as a loser there. (laughs) 
Shameful. It was the Rotten Apples collection. That's what it's called. There are some B-sides on there, so I know full yeah, oh, spectrum. Oh, the one that came in a little box? Thank you. It's the thing with the fruit. I think so. Is everything fruit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah rotten fruit. apples. Rotten apples. Smashing pumpkin. Okay. Yes. All right, I'm gonna, I got the mix. box. I got the box set. It was like a little uh, black and white box set that had some James Ia uh, songs on it and Darcy, oh, yeah. Darcy sang some songs. They did a covers mm-hmm. album, which was good. So when they're not doing okay. their own songs, it's it's better. Yeah, okay. I mean, their landslide covers forever. You know, their Fleetwood yeah. Mac covers so good. You know, yeah, but... and then they did a cover of Depeche Mode's. Um, I don't know what the title is, but it's like I'm taking a ride with my best friend, and then it's like I hope he never uh... lets me down again. Fuck, I can't okay. remember that song, but whenever I'm with my best friend, I think of that song. Well, if you know the name of that well, song, drop it in the chat. I'm also gonna Dude, pop right? in the chat. Um, tiffany's links so if you do want to check out the patreon to have you know more smashing pump if, if you're really into smashing pumpkins and want to hear tiffany talk to uh paul yeah. sapoy about that then uh, yeah. go hit that ten dollar at that ten dollar tier um but yeah so you know we're if you're if you're watching the stream for the first time and you're interested in seeing uh what tiffany makes and and how we how the travel agency helps her with um, sharing these interviews on Twitch, hit the follow, and we'll definitely be talking about that a lot in the upcoming weeks, and we're super excited to have you here. So mm-hmm. we can move over to our first segment of the day, the Canned Crucible, and uh, Tiffany, you're doing a, a sober January vibe, is what you told me. Oh, that totally failed. I drank oh. a bunch of wine last night. <laughs> <laughs> That that lasted about oh I did good eight days it okay. lasted eight days there you go so yeah Solid. but uh, well then I won't feel yeah. bad about breaking out the vodka here in a little bit and making myself right. a little little poor man's mule in the can yes <laughs> yeah you put you know you open it you pour the vodka in you put your thumb over the the hole yeah. and give a little shake yeah. you know, a little and you're with the you finger. I don't have a copper mug so I can't. I can't you know oh right yeah that's the whole thing i like putting them in glasses like a nice little goblet yeah no i i agree yeah. i just i think that you know mm. the copper mug really sells it for me that's true that's true i get that but um yeah, get that. let's get into it we got goslings so i realized so you we both really like bundaberg ginger beer and this, yes. this could be a whole another thing but i realized bundaberg ginger beer is in a bottle not in a can. Yeah. So then that was going to be a huge problem. Really yeah, it's a huge problem. This is the canned crucible. You can see the see the graphic that we have for this. Oh yes, I love it. Oh, the cat got scared. Oh, don't scare the cat. Cat's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Welcome to the canned crucible. Oh, poor, poor Virgil. Poor sweet. Oh, oh your cat's name is Virgil. Oh, I love it. It is. I'm. <laughs> bit of a fanboy if if yes we want to get into that we can oh but so we have the goslings here everyone has it okay well, let me get it i opened mine already because i was eager to try oh, okay. <laughs> okay good well we'll get we we'll get a nice we'll pop our, for the fans our, yeah yeah here we go oh it splashed on me <laughs> i was gonna say i might here we go okay there you go oh, that's nice all right that's good good okay, okay. So I normally drink this alone. Um, I know you can. It's a mixer. Mm-hmm. 
But um, so I'm trying not to drink as much, and more or less, I'm a wine drinker instead of like hard liquor, like spirits mm. and whatnot. So I find this drink really refreshing, other than and somehow better than Lacroix because it has more of a flavor. So. Definitely. LaCroix is sort of my like afternoon with like a grilled cheese kind of peanut butter sandwich. And then like the Gosling's ginger beer is like for like pasta or pizza or steak or something. If I'm not drinking wine. Yeah, because it has it does have that flavor. President Lincoln, welcome to the chat. Virgil, my boy. I think Lincoln is really (laughs) upset that I did that to Virgil, but he's he's fine. Virgil's fine. It's okay. President Lincoln, you'll be happy um, to know if you're just joining us that um, oh yes we are we are officially in the throes of of offering a Jake and Rick mukbang for uh, a few more sub points here. So um, you know we're asking the chat if they want to see us see us mukbang one Saturday that uh, we have we have that option for the loyal pancake desirers among us. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. I'm big into French toast, so, like brioche French toast mm. for brunch. Sometimes they stuff, stuff it with deliciousness. I miss brunch. <laughs> you could do it right. Uh, Skate Mom, that's a it's well, a sub goal. Rick- so if you are interested in supporting yeah. the stream and helping us get closer to the mukbang, just uh, you can subscribe. And if you've already subscribed, uh, something that really helps out the channel is gifting a subscription. And you can gift the subscription to somebody random in our audience which brings them back to the channel and helps them feel involved. Uh, so, Absolutely. Jake, take us take us away. Yeah, well, just really quick, I want to say on this mukbang idea of eating an obscene amount of pancakes, uh, my family has a tradition of eating however many, uh, whatever your age is on your birthday, that's how many pancakes we make. You know, <laughs> we get a picture of you with your giant stack of pancakes as you get older mm-hmm. so uh i'll wait my brother uh just turned 24 so we just had a, a a stack of 24 pancakes in that and um we you know we all share in the pancakes certainly it's it is not just for the the special birthday person but um i have to say i'm i'm i, I already do this yearly so i might as well get paid for it and do it on on travel agency so guys mm-hmm. like get those subscriptions in and <laughs> we'll eat those pancakes I've been training for this moment is all I have to say. Yeah. It helps support the channel and it helps Jake's pancake. Like it gives Jake an opportunity to show off his pancake prowess. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't Did you ever around. go to IHOP and get the unlimited pancakes and see if you can eat as many as you can? Cause if you, if you eat a certain number, it's free. Wow. Oh, God, no, I have not I done that. I have not done that. I, I've always wanted to do the uh, Pointosaurus pizza here in St. Louis, the Pointers oh, yeah. pizza, for those unfamiliar. The yeah. gigantic 28-inch pizza. Um, I've gotten it for multiple birthday parties, but never to consume on my own, mm-hmm. uh, which I think you're supposed to eat the whole thing and drink a two-liter of soda. Oh, and God. There has, to be a, there has to be a meat topping of some sort, I think, or like, or it's like one meat or three vegetables. Oh, boy. $500 in your face on the wall if you do it. Um, and, I, and you can have a partner, too. You can have a buddy, um, which I'm sure we're all familiar with this as far as St. Louisans. But for those out of town, mm-hmm. you want to come to St. Louis and take on the Pointosaurus Challenge. <laughs> maybe, Rick, maybe you and I can do that. For like, you want to, are we doing eight subs for 16? Cheese. We'll do the Pointosaurus. How about that? There we go. Oh, that's dude. right. Um, oh, maybe we should talk to Pizza Head. Maybe they can do a Pointosaurus oh, for yeah. us. Do a vegan Pointosaurus. Do a Pointosaurus is closed, right? 
Is it? Pointed clues? <sighs> I hope not. I don't oh God, remember I seeing place. it over there because wasn't it on um, Big Ben, like close to Clayton? Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. think it's there anymore. Oh. If Pointers is gone, that will have destroyed my soul. Yeah. But hey, Lincoln, to break it I'm sorry, Lincoln. I'm sorry you didn't get a notification. Oh I don't know. I didn't get a notification that you subbed. Maybe my alerts are broken. Sorry about that. Uh-oh. Okay, so we got one. Yeah, we're at nine now. We're on, our, we're on the way. We're at, see, there okay. you go. See, we've got... Well, it didn't it didn't update there either, but we have nine. Everything's broken. Okay. Let's uh let's get it's into this okay. rating though. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the we rate these drinks on a scale of zero to a thousand on three different metrics. The first one is mm -hmm. flavor. So for this Gosling's ginger beer, Tiffany, what would you give the rating on a on a zero to a thousand? Um I'm gonna say about eight hundred. Eight hundred. It's really tasty, but it can get old after a while. You know, mm -hmm. a six pack of these is like, okay, I'm done with ginger beer. Yeah. You have this throughout the week or throughout the month, maybe even. But it's a, it's good tasty. And then every once in a while you crave it. So you're like, oh, I really want some ginger beer. Yeah, let's go get some. Um, and I have to admit that I would give a 900 to the diet ginger beer because it wow. tastes a little wow. bit sweeter, actually. And it is, um, so it, it upsets my stomach a little bit less than when I drink more than like five. I gotcha. <laughs> but other than that, and it's a little diet. It makes me feel good. I, yeah, it make, I put it in that wine glass. I, I, you know, I, I feel Ooh. fancy. Mm. You yeah, know? It's all about, about the ritual of drinking, you know? Sometimes you just yeah, have to have a fancy wine glass. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There it is, Lincoln, with the five months figured it out we sorted it out <laughs> thanks for the five months president link hold enjoy your tier one emote all right um so i on a point of zero to a thousand for flavor i'm gonna give this i'm gonna go the 900 oh. i there's some ginger oh. beers that i've had in the past that i've been like you know what this is good i like ginger ale i mm. like the, the taste of ginger but there's something about like the I guess what I would call is the bite of the ginger. It feels mm -hmm. a little. It's like it like sits in the back of your throat in a weird way. Mm. This does mm -hmm. not do that at all. Mm -hmm. it, it like you taste that flavor and then it passes and it's yeah. just like that's all, everything I've ever wanted. So I am, I this is I'm gonna I think we're only in our first <laughs> our first uh, tier figuring this out. Um, I think I'm a Gosling's guy now. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I'm that could, be, that could be their T-shirt. Proud Gosling can guy. is perfect. <laughs> Unlike Rick and I was telling you earlier, Jake, the Bombarger or whatever it's called mm -hmm. has a pull tab, mm -hmm. and I've destroyed many bottles of ginger beer by trying to pull that tab. Yeah, it's like an uh, it's like a I metal bet. cap yeah. thing with like a hard plastic like finger hole, yeah. and you like yeah. pop it, but oh. then it's carbonated, so then it like shoots out and. But it's, it's so good. Here. It's so delicious. It's so good. It's so good. Wow. High but risk, we couldn't find reward. it anywhere. I, I like I looked at um, Walmart, right? Because that was they have it and I've only seen it at Target sometimes. Yeah, and Target was I checked all the targets and they are out of it. So I went to Walmart and they had like four in stock. And I went there oh. and I got there. And by the time I got there, there was zero. And I was like, what is, who, what is this run on Bundaberg? Who's, who's like, 
<laughs> this is the Bundaberg secret. Everyone's yeah. on it. No one's sleeping on it anymore. Swipe up the supply. All yeah. right. So yeah. for for me, I think uh, with this yeah. ginger beer, like when I was a kid, I was the ginger ale kid. I was like one mm-hmm. of those weirdos mm-hmm. where like <laughs> often the cans, like I go to a can vending machine and I yeah. would always hope they had either brisk or mm. Seagram's mm. ginger ale. And yes. oh, yeah. those are like the most dope and there's no rhyme or reason to which vending machines have those mm-hmm. and which don't no. so it's always just kind of like a roll of the dice but if there was a seagram's ginger ale or a brisk on that boy best know i was pressing that button it was not even like yeah. a question the only question would be if they were both right and i'd probably go brisk yeah. but that's just you know that's just kind of mm-hmm. this kind of how the way it went but goslings separate, separate kind of goslings yeah. is super critical like it it is very very perfect i think it's better than uh i think it's better than seagram's ginger ale i'm not really sure i understand the Ooh. difference between a ginger beer and a ginger ale uh, i have no idea either yeah i don't know because an ale is a beer right yeah isn't ale a beer a type of beer but not all be- beers are ales well yeah right <laughs> i mean now is going to come up with a ginger lager yeah, I'm gonna oh. give it a solid 888. Ooh, there you go. Okay, like Denise in go. the chat says just drove by Pointers on Big Bend. Looks alive and well. And President oh, oh, thank goodness. says canned brisk was a banger. We can always count on it. Really canned is. brisk. Canned yeah, oh so canned nice. brisk. Oh, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like the bottles. It gets flat. And that's gross. Oh, yeah. the bottle's horrible. Yeah, yeah the bottle yeah. can for sure. Okay. Which was always at my high school, which is why I never got it. I, mm. I was a Dr. Pepper fan. Oh, yeah. In high school. Oh, yeah. Like, love me some Dr. Pepper. I think we all share that. Mm-hmm. That's like the superior yeah. soda, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Zinc? Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I was raised on Dr. Pepper. I have to tell you, I did do a Coca Cola stint for a long time that's fair mm-hmm. uh and mm-hmm. i i'm also a good uh wild cherry pepsi fan but that's a whole other show probably yeah. now we're on our th- so first we have oh. your talk now we've got talking smashing pumpkins now we've got talking soda <laughs> there's three shows right there rick jake and put I, us on travel agency let's go <laughs> you two can have a show you just have to yeah. apply as artists in residence again okay and gotcha. we'll just make this even more confusing not only gotcha. is, is each person an artist in residence, they all make shows together. What was yeah, exactly? There what, we go. What did you call? What did you call Wild Cherry Pepsi? Why Chi Pep? Uh, oh, it's called Wild Chi Pep. Wild That's Chi what Pep. I would call it. Yeah. Wild, Wild Chi Pep. Pep. Wow. I, I know that. You know that wow. goes to show how much he drank it. He had a nickname. I, Does anyone remember Crystal Pepsi? I never had it. I. It's I never how had old were you guys? How did you never have Crystal Pepsi? Uh, I'm Jake's 28. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm 28. I'm, 20, I'm, I'm 27. I'm, I'm I turned 28 this month. Woohoo! You do? That's I true. Do. The 26th. And I'll be. Yeah. Oh, be. nice. Well, I turned 40 on the 18th. So mm. for some reason, there was Crystal Pepsi. Mm. And Saturday okay. Night Live, I very much distinctly remember that Saturday Night Live did a skit where they had Crystal Gravy. Yeah. And they were eating crystal, crystal gravy, for like a how for like a Thanksgiving like gravy thing, and how delicious it yeah. was. And it was just it looked it was so disgusting. It was just like I, yeah. therapy nonsense all over their face. Ew. 
and dipping it in like chicken and turkey and everything. It was absolutely horrifying. And then I stopped drinking Crystal Pepsi. The chat says that yeah. the chat has very poor memories of Crystal Pepsi. Ah, there you go, you youngins. Oh no, yeah, they no, they don't like it. They don't <laughs> oh, like okay, it. I get oh, it. Okay. Like it. Yeah. Um, oh, it's awful. And Skate Mom says, "I remember that SNL skit." So. So, oh good yeah that sounds <laughs> disgusting i will not be watching it uh, it was during the yeah. phil hartman days you remember phil hartman yes oh yeah I from know. the simpsons too and everything yeah That's from the simpsons from. and news radio oh. it was during his time okay um i'm not sure if he wrote that sc- i'm not sure if he was a writer slash actor or more just the actor on the show mm. mm-hmm. i know he wasn't a stand-up comedian or anything um yeah. So I'm just trying to figure it out, but yeah, he was uh, he was the one eating the crystal gravy. <laughs> wow, poor guy. <laughs> it was awful. Poor Phil. Uh, I know. On the on the good side of things, so the next category we have is mouthfeel. Um, oh. So, uh, on a scale of zero to a thousand, Tiffany, what are you giving this for mouthfeel? Bubble size, you know? Let's let's take another swig. Mine's a little flat, but. This is why I like ginger beer. It's always bubbly. Mm-hmm. Always bubbly. Always makes me burp a little bit, which is so attractive. And I'm going to go ahead and give it a 9.50. 9.50. Because no matter how old I let a ginger beer wow. sit, mm-hmm. how long I let ginger beer sit, it will always be bubbly. And I like that. Yeah. And- I don't like flat sodas. Okay, so President Lincoln in just redeemed a 2,000-point IRL word ban, and the word ban is ginger beer, which is two words. But um, you know, I think I think we can we can't say ginger beer uh, <laughs> for the next five minutes. And, oh, okay. Um, Denise Hewlett says a resident astrologer says, "Did Tiffany just say she turns 40 on the 18th of January?" Mm-hmm. So I think there's some some astrological heat coming oh, so, oh I, right. I, I, know, I know what that is i'm gonna go ahead and hop in there I, i'll let that is my mom in the chat again a resident <laughs> astrologer but that is also my mom's birthday so i, oh. I feel bad i didn't catch that oh you wow the same birthday as my mom so <laughs> i we both get holidays because it's also martin luther king day exactly precisely so, so yeah we'll, we always we'll get a holiday have... i've never had to go to school or work on my birthday <laughs> Oh man, that is that is so funny. I can't believe I missed that. Oh my gosh. So Jake, what, um, what do okay, you do rate this uh, yeah. this this ale of root vegetable? Um, well, I was going to take this moment to use some to talk about the canned copy. That's a fun little segment we do on the canned crucible where we talk about the uh, canned copy. Um, are we allowed to say one of the two words, or can I not say the as 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 a conjunct two words? I think you just just Rick. infer mm-hmm. infer what it is. I mean, okay. Um, well, there's very minimal can copy on this can, and the reason I bring it up is it has to do with how I feel about the mouthfeel of it. Mm. It says the refreshing zip of one of the words we can't say that starts with a G, um, mm-hmm. and I believe that is they they've they've really killed it. I think that is exactly what it is. I feel a refreshing zip when I drink yeah. this, uh, and I it doesn't last too long, but it doesn't understay its welcome either. So mm-hmm. I'm. I'm going a thousand. A thousand. Ooh. I'm going. Full could not be tilt. any better. I feel like could not be any better. I don't know how you could do any better than this. Wow. 
Zip is That's, a good word. Zip. Mm. I'm zipping in here. Zip's it's my in... zip take. There. Yeah, it's like a '50s <laughs> word. It's like also saying moxie. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. This this drink's got moxie. I tell yeah. This you. Moxie. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I feel like I feel like the old the old uh, the old Goslings here um, does mm-hmm. have moxie. I feel like mm-hmm. it does have kind of it, it, it's like an old old world beverage. It feels like yeah. Yes. That it comes from this like medicinal place, which I wonder mm-hmm. is that the whole thing with Dr Pepper is it was like supposed to be medicinal at some point. I thought like, that was Coke. Yeah, but like colas and oh, Cokes are all medicinal. I don't know. This this feels like mm-hmm. if, soul, if, if a doctor prescribed this to me, I would shake his or her hand. Oh, yes. They would mm-hmm. be the greatest doctor yeah. ever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that there's room for improvement 999. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm the only one giving I... this. This is my favorite soda, and I'm like crapping all over it. No, I, I'm just... <laughs> I, I mean, you probably have it all the time. Yeah, I so, do. So for I'm, us, it's like yeah. very fresh and refreshing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is the puppy love. This is the uh, honeymoon period for me and Gosling. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, We're on our 20th I'm anniversary, me and Ginger. Yeah. You Gosling, Gooslings, me and Gosling's are on a 20-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The love is there, but, yes. you know, an improvement. It's been lived in. Yeah, it's yeah, it's had some it's, space sometimes. Exactly. I would say lived in. Definitely. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the last metric we rate them on and then we'll we'll compile um is emotion. Mm. So mm. So yeah, you take that as you will. I'm going to give it a 950 as well. Mm. And the reason why is because it makes me feel like I'm having a cocktail without ever getting drunk on a cocktail. And so it makes my my dry weeks, which is what I've decided to do, mm. uh, a little bit easier to take. Because, you know, this has got that golden brown, sparkly, bubbly color, and it makes me happy. And I just really like seeing it. And I actually want to try it in a float. Like, for some reason, mm-hmm. I'm like, let's do a ginger float. You know, let's that do a root vegetable float, and that sounds delicious. Yeah, yeah, I think... and it makes me happy, and that's what I like about it. What kind of ice cream would you put with a? Oh, duh, vanilla, always, oh, okay. or like French vanilla with like little French mm. dots in it. Oh yeah, the beans. Mm. Oh, the vanilla beans. <laughs> I I think when they throw in the beans, it's always so much better. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's also got to be like Edie's. Yeah. It can't be anything else. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you got to do it right. You got to upgrade. Mm-hmm. Jake, <laughs> to what the you ease got? Lifestyle in, the, in those moments. Um, <clears throat> for mount, uh, oh, emotion, emotion. I'm feeling great. You know, I, I, I wouldn't say I feel perfect. Mm. That's not to say that's that's just being realistic. Like you know, I uh, a wary head of the world, and you know the the weight of everything. But this this drink is soothing me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it uh I'm gonna give it a nine fifty as well. Ooh. I just I feel I feel really good. You know, take a brief reprieve from chaos and uh, enjoy this uh, this Goslings. And mm-hmm. just, I feel so good. I tell you what. Yeah, Bad Pony, welcome to the stream. Welcome to the chat. Um, hey, vanilla Matthew. always. Vanilla always. They say. <laughs> vanilla always. Yeah. Yes. Edie's <laughs> right, Beth. Yeah. What's up, Beth? Welcome to the stream. Thanks for coming here today. Um, so emotion for me, 
yeah i mean it's it's a good it's a great emotion uh mm. i'm i'm into it i think i think you know sunday is my drinking day typically oh. each week mm. so i'm i'm losing a couple of points because i haven't yet done my uh my little vodka shooter in it but that makes me sound like an <laughs> yeah. alcoholic but it is like the only day of the <laughs> week that all. i drink is like yes. 10 a.m yeah. on a sunday that's so, fine hey. quite normal in my house <laughs> it's a special occasion we take care of it so, sundays are always a special occasion i'm gonna undercut yeah. the other scores here and just go go with a still solid 923 oh good oh that's we get a it gets an a and we're like uh wow rick okay yeah wow. so, uh, the vodka at, would add wow. 77 points oh there you there. go <laughs> yeah that makes sense that yeah, makes sense that makes sense okay cool. vodka always adds that though <laughs> wendy elf says it's always five somewhere <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere uh, why do you have to make justifications for it just drink it's you're fine right. you're right <laughs> it's fine we're all adults yeah, here. You're good, man. All right, Jake. I'm going to kick it over to you for your horoscope yes. corner, potentially sponsored by Stars Align. Yes. Uh, yes. So welcome to Jake's Horoscope Corner as our segment here on Art Brunch. And yes, as Rick said, it is brought to you by Club Stars Align, uh, the newest addition uh, to the uh, artist in residency here on the travel agency. Uh, this is a monthly show uh, where um my mom who is, is a resident astrologer of the show and also astrologer uh extraordinaire um to which you can get your own chart readings if you go to her website just letting you know um we did our first show uh last thursday or like four days ago three days ago on thursday um it, it has dj sets uh it has big breakdowns of certain signs so this was our first show and since we're in capricorn season we did a big breakdown on capricorns we did a celebrity chart reading that was uh david bowie um mm -hmm. and uh i did a all capricorn rapper hip-hop set uh for my dj Which set is really good and our other resident nice. uh our other resident dj dj mixed wrist from boogie nights of quarantine uh did an all basically just smattering of all capricorns in the world from uh dave matthews to skrillex to marilyn manson um marilyn manson ricky martin it was incredible and uh -huh. she finds all of her songs from the depths of soundcloud in the uh weird muck that are his weird um remixes and whatnot anyway she does it so you don't have to uh, so check that out. We'll have our next episode uh, in Aquarius. Uh, it'll probably be either the first or second week of, week of February, so stay tuned for that. Anyway, well, we're here at Art Brunch and with our wonderful guest, Tiffany Sutton, who let me know that she herself is a Capricorn. So we Yay! are in your season, Tiffany, which so it is, this, is, this is perfect timing for that. Um, a little bit about Capricorns themselves. Uh, awesome in general. Symbol is the goat. Yes, uh, the Capricorn is an Earth sign, so you guys are very grounded. Mm. Uh, you know, it's hard to like. I said this on the show actually about Capricorn. It's really hard to not use Earth terms when talking about Earth signs. You know, you want to say salt of the Earth. You know, very uh, logical, very um, firmly planted on on the planet. Uh, you, but you guys have your energy is a cardinal sign, so that means you've got this leadership energy. You're trying to get stuff done, and you, you really get out there and you encourage others. Uh, I have a zillion Capricorns in my life. My mm -hmm. mom, aforementioned, uh, my brother's a Capricorn. My dear friend Margot is a Capricorn. I myself am Cap Rising. 
or a Ooh. cat moon. I really should know that. We talked about it on the show. This shows you my trash memory. Anyway, uh, so sure we love Capricorns. <laughs> no, my mom will be in the chat. She'll let us know. Uh, we love Capricorns here at the travel agency and in general. And just briefly, some attributes of, uh, of Capricorns. You guys are hardworking, ambitious, and responsible. Mm-hmm. But there's cons, and it says there can be uh, you can be pessimistic, uh, workaholic, and maybe even stubborn. You know, like that of a goat. You know, the symbol of Capricorn all of those is a goat. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Those things not necessarily cons either. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's healthy to be pessimistic, no. maybe to work a lot and be stubborn. You know, it's, it's you know, a, it depends on what you're working a lot on. Mm, you know, exactly. I mean, it's Precisely. not like a drug habit, so I'm. No. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, well, I'm not hardworking. On, on porn or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> hey, no judgment here. We we judge not in that way. <laughs> no, that's true. To that's each their true. own. But. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's, OnlyFans that's is a booming business. You know, yes. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Make a lot of money. Um, but you know, quick, that let too, me interject. If, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> to get us off of that, Denise says, <laughs> "Air horn for Tiffany's birthday." Wise guy McFly seconds the. The air horn sound. Nice. And Jake, you're a cap moon. Thank you, Mom. I knew that. I swear. Cap moon, cap moon, cap moon. Or it's there. I got it. Um uh so but now since we're we call this the horoscope corner, uh Tiffany, we're gonna read you oh, I'm gonna read you a, a horoscope. Um and I'll just have you reflect on your like recent, you know, recent week and maybe how you're feeling now and how you feel about the future. I'll just give you this, and we'll have you reflect uh, and tell us how you're feeling based off this horoscope. Uh, It says here, you're a logical person, Capricorn. When insights come to you through ESP, you tend to doubt their validity. Don't do this. If a feeling is particularly strong, go with it. Don't write it off because it seems illogical. Life isn't always predictable. If you give yourself permission, you can trust your intuition about nearly anything. Wow. That actually is applicable right now yeah okay so that really works but i find my horoscopes are already are really to the point and on on points to what's happening in that situation in that moment of my life like no matter when i read a horoscope it's always like uh you'll work hard i guess maybe because i'm always working hard or i'm always doing something leading or uh working hard on something or just feeling otherwise motivated to do something else. Mm-hmm. So it always works for me, but yeah. I like that horoscope. That was good. Okay, good. I'm glad that it, encourages it feels me. Re- encouraging. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, that's getting that going. Do you ever feel um, like, and then, Oh yeah. Do you ever feel like you Sorry, go ahead, Rick. doubt your insights or doubt your insights? Oh my God. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. All the time. And, um, you're right about that. Whenever I, I, uh, I applied for a lot of grants this year and the ones that I, I thought for sure I was going to lose, like everything told me in my mind, you're not going to get this. Everything sucks about you right now. I ended up getting them mm. and wow. I'm just, and it's really helpful. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And then after a while, I'm like, well, I guess my insights were completely wrong. My instincts were completely wrong about this. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe I just should try to, relax a little bit and not be so hypercritical of myself yeah. see that's the real thing capricorns are really critical of themselves mm. yeah. <laughs> like we're always like we could do better 
Like, come on. That's that leadership energy. You're trying to yeah. cardinal energy. You want to just keep it always improving. Absolutely. Right. Like we can do um, more. We're not yeah. doing enough. Absolutely. Um, my favorite part of the show is uh, I ref we, we talk about the rappers that are also whatever sign of our guests that we have on. Because I mm. think it really sends home the, uh, the energy of that particular sign. And there's this great website that kind of tells us this really wide-ranging uh, uh, spectrum of rappers uh, from you know early days to now. So I'll just so name got, uh, a few yeah. of these. We've got DaBaby. We've got Mac Miller. We've got mm. Pitbull. We've oh. got Flo Millie. We've got MF Doom. Doctor Worldwide, by the way. He got a honor honorable doctorate. Yeah, a Mr. Worldwide Pitbull. Yeah, Doctor um, Worldwide. LL Cool J. Yes. I've never listened to <laughs> exactly. MF Doom, but uh, I've got really Lil John. Yeah, I know. Jake, do you have a His lot of yeah, I, MF Doom knowledge? Um, not a ton. I was always like I knew I liked his music, but I didn't spend a lot of time listening to it. And unfortunately, you know, as a lot of people do, like when someone passes and you're like, okay, I should really get into this. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. incredible. I mean, I always knew it yeah. was incredible, but like to really like, it's just like, I'm a big fan of De La Soul and uh -huh. they all kind of worked in the like Jay Dilla space and MF Doom's work is very similar to that. And it's just like, oh, I've been sleeping on this for years. <laughs> Clearly, it's just Pretty such much, a bummer yeah. to see him go now. But I, I am glad to have this new opportunity uh, you know, make a sad moment into an opportunity, and really get to know his work. And um, yeah, but, uh, a few, a few more people. We've got LL Cool J, got Lil John. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see, Lil Twist. We've got uh, Slick Rick and Pimp C. I uh, love Slick Rick. Yeah. What a yeah, <laughs> what a spectrum. So, it's um, anyway, that was our horoscope corner. Thank you all for being here. <laughs> We should we should get some sort of thing where like the stars fall away or yes. oh yeah <laughs> Rick we'll work on that yeah, yeah we'll get that we'll, we'll make it like a little commercial for the club stars line you know we'll bring yeah. club stars line is in as the uh, the sponsor for that segment and bring some there we some go star images over uh, speaking yeah. of we'll make that happen. club stars line I sent a very well worded very strongly and well-worded email to uh, Hypnotic, the liquor company, to Ooh. sponsor our Aquarius uh, show coming up because mm. uh, you know there may be there may be some tie-ins there. So, oh, uh, there you sure. go. We we, I, uh, we chose champagne as the drink that most embodies Capricorn, actually, for the show. And uh, Tiffany, I don't know if that feels. Does that? How do you feel about champagne? Do you feel like that speaks to your energy as a Capricorn? Uh, if I'm in a celebratory mood, oh hell yeah, yeah. But champagne really isn't my go-to drink. A good <laughs> red wine is my a good earthy. Okay. And my friend Beth, uh, who introduced me to a lot of wines this year, um, thank you, Beth. And it's been it's been awesome. Like I'm a red wine fan from here for, forever. Mm -hmm. Like there's no other drink I need to ever drink. <laughs> Wow, and well, it makes sense. The a red, I mean, a red fan, red wine fan too. I think the most yeah. expensive I've ever put on a put um money I put down on a bottle is about twenty bucks, mm -hmm. which now I think is middle of the road kind of expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got to start somewhere that gets you yeah. that gets you going first. You know, yeah. you gotta you gotta start at the twenty and go. We can go higher. <laughs> we can go we higher. Can go so much yeah, further. but it's so funny because I started <laughs> yes. off in the five dollar range. It was all like this kind of like Crane Lake, 
and uh um mm. what's the one with the with the with the kangaroo on it oh, oh yellowtail yellowtail yeah. yellowtail it's a lot of yellowtail mm. and barefoot something oh, and then i just yeah. kind of went to a bunch of wine tastings and then i elevated my elevated my game my wine game totally well, and I'll say my Trader Joe's has like yes, there's two buck chuck, you know Charles mm. Shaw wine, but they're you get into their five six dollar range stuff. Mm. That's that's like stuff. I think ten fifteen dollar quality wine for only six really? or seven dollars. So mm-hmm. I I've that's where I've been kind of connoisseuring uh, wines in the six or seven dollar range and, and been feeling like a fifteen dollar boy. I tell you what. Oh, but... <laughs> there you go. Sometimes you got to treat yourself, you know. Yes, exactly, precisely. So, uh, you're you're well, worth it. So we're coming up on the the end of our first segment here, um, and uh, the chat says, and you know, in, that we should make we should bring in my dog for the 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 video intro for uh, Stars Align since Virgil is so prominently featured, my cat and the other one. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to the chat for wanting to include my boy, my boy Ollie. Um, yes. But yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, while I have you all here, just going to tell everyone about what's coming up next. So when we come back from our break, we're going to take about a 10-minute break. We're going to get into the art part of the show. This is a show about art. Art is in the name. We kind of have done the brunch <laughs> part, and now we're getting into yeah. the art part. And yes. we'll do a little more brunch part at the end. So um, give me one second here. So for all of you watching, thank you for being here today. If you're new to Twitch, if you're new to the stream, please drop a follow. Um, it really helps us out. It makes sure you get notified when we go live. We have a bunch of different shows now. I will um, put the links to all of the travel agency stuff here in the chat. And um, over the break, if you want to take a look at some of Tiffany's work or go become a Patreon, you can check out these links here. We're going to take a 10-minute break so you can expect us back around 11.11. And uh, we will see you all soon. Hello, everyone. We're back. That was a quick break. It didn't feel like 10 minutes, really. No, totally Uh, didn't. But uh, thank you all for sticking around. We appreciate it. You are watching Art Brunch, the flagship show on the Travel Agency. Uh, casual conversations with contemporary artists. Our contemporary artist today is Tiffany Sutton, and I want to read uh, her artist statement as we get into the second part of the show where we discuss her work. So her artist statement reads, working within the discourse of abstract and figurative portraiture, she creates photographs regarding selfhood and social movements. Her work explores the unnerving possibility of multiple meanings, dual perceptions, and limitlessness in the seemingly binary. Drawing repeatedly on black feminism thought, she captures black women with poise and naturalness that exudes a sense of ease. Photographed in classical studios, on location, domestic backdrops, and neighborhoods, she is determined to catch every moment in the subject's life often beginning as a narrative portrait and ultimately becoming an abstract portrait. The image becomes an imprint of their visibility, their alterity gone. So I looked up alterity earlier and Mm -hmm. um, let me 
let me pull that up because I, I liked the I really liked the definition of alterity and then I'll kick it over to the full group. <clears throat> alterity is the state of being other or different or otherness. So that isn't it a beautiful word. It is a beautiful word. Okay. It really fits with uh um I've been looking for a word that fits um otherness that's not just otherness. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, good fancy words, uh, synonym, and I found that in some text actually, um, and I was like, "Oh, dope!" Using this word, it's yeah. a good ten dollar word. <laughs> I had never, I had Ooh. never heard or read that word before or noticed that, so it was, yeah. it was like a good, good vocabulary to learn because people say otherness, but like, it's not as I feel like otherness has such a, like, it has this like harsh quality to the yes. way that it's perceived and then like using alterity instead mm -hmm. is a nice way of providing that and creating space for like new definitions around what otherness is because you're you're talking about like removing that and you're talking about mm -hmm. like kind of uh i don't know broadening these perspectives on how we're connected or or how mm -hmm. we move and change through space Exactly. Exactly. So you're really, especially with black women, um, we're, we're always sort of, um, there's a list of things that we could be, and we can't be multiple things. And a lot of that list is negative mm. <laughs> also. So on top of everything else. So it's just, these portraits have been a way for me to, like I say, reconnect with myself and discuss social movements, but also reconnect with my friends. So just reconnect with more of the black woman culture that's around St. Louis and around me mm -hmm. and really getting to know everyone. I'm in their house, which is a little weird during quarantine. Um, so most of the time we're around their house mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. instead of inside. Exactly. And when I'm inside, I always wear a mask anyway. But the whole goal was to get rid of their otherness. So it's just to get to know them and be part of that product, be part of the world as them mm -hmm. instead of this mammy or jezebel or you know um mother ishness or something or tough girl or something like that so it's just mm. it's keeping it really it's making it's, it's letting themselves come out a little bit more yeah mm. the, the summed up in that part of the sentence imprint an imprint of their visibility like, yeah just being, you know, present is what I'm hearing. Being present with them and and how mm -hmm. how they they are and and how they're visible. Yeah. I do want to bring some of the work up onto the screen. Uh, Skate Mom asks, "How do you spell that word?" It's A L T E R I T Y. Yeah. Um, so yes, let's bring up let's bring up some work so our audience has some context for uh, what some of the or what the finished work looks like um and i mean first of all just beautiful beautiful work i think oh thank you the first time i saw them in person was at your recent show at gcad um, yes but it wasn't this series mm -hmm. um i named that black body radi or black radiation or body radi i forget the title of that black body radiation um, yeah black body radiation and uh, it was a little bit more, it was different because that was the outdoor series of mm. of the group. So this is more of around their domestic spaces. 
Good. And then the next one, the, the one I'm currently working on is um, more of an outdoor in their neighborhood, in my neighborhood type, more nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of things from the chat yeah, here. Uh, Damn, I like that a lot, says President Linkhold. Skate Mom says gorgeous. Sage says, OMG, so pretty. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, like one of the things that I think is really powerful in uh, contemporary artwork is, first of all, like, there was a there's a period in like uh kind of like the growing pains of like conceptualized artwork where beauty became this like in 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 art like beauty was this object to behold and then to Mm -hmm. kind of like subvert the expectation of the classic art world like beauty was stripped from a lot of art and yeah and then like you were able to explore art as something other than beautiful but in the mm. contemporary moment, like with your work, it can be like rigid in its conceptual prowess mm-hmm. and can be doing all of this like conceptual work while simultaneously being so beautiful. Is that, is that something that you think about inside of your work? Oh, definitely. I like pretty things. I mean, let's just get to that. <laughs> um, and it's a lot of different when I say beauty is really the eye of the beholder let's just say that so we all know that um my earlier work featured a lot of food and a lot of meat that i thought was beautiful and i put in and uh photographed in beauty lighting and whatnot and the idea of a flesh was beautiful to me even if it was a, a cow flesh or a pig flesh or whatnot um so now getting into more of this portraiture work which i've been doing for the last mm, five years um, it's a different kind of beauty. It's more looking at the human subject as a beautiful subject. Mm. Not in their attractiveness, but just in the fact that they're a beautiful person, that they are a person, and they are beautiful in that right, what's in that right alone. Yeah. So uh been looking into that. I like visual beauty too. So colors make things beautiful to me. If I can get opposite colors or um Sorry, analogous colors or contemporary or complementary colors, the more the better, like either one of those. I think if you scroll through, you'll see some more, um, like this one, how it radiates all this green. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing of it is, is I told her not to wear, I didn't tell her what to wear. So I just came over to the house and she was wearing this green dress and it was mm-hmm. during the summertime. So everything was just lush and it just rained Mm. and everything was just lush and green and her garden is absolutely beautiful. It just works. Yeah. Um, I also figured that people like buying objects that aren't, you don't know who it is necessarily. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. So although it is an imprint of them, their otherness is taken away in the fact that you can't see what the features are. You can make up, you can make out a figure and a head, a, a body, you know, kind of what they're doing. Um, but all, every, all other emotion is, is taken out of it. So you're just here to just view the subject. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin in the chat yeah. asks, what is the scale when these photos are printed? Um, variety of sizes. I like to print large, but, um, I can't afford that. So the smallest they've, <laughs> the largest they've been is 12 by 12. Okay. Um, okay. 
if I had my choice, I would print them probably 30 by 30. Mm -hmm. These are all square, but some of the other ones are rectangle. So I would print those equivalent size bigness. I like when you come into a gallery and the scene just envelops you. So when you're standing in front, you feel like you're actually in front of that person instead of um, watching someone, kind of. Absolutely. Well, and I, I feel like these these photos kind of like reduce like I guess the term like an aura, you know, of the yeah. person like and it's and it, it mixes the the space along with them themselves. I, I went to the St. Louis Art Museum yesterday or two days ago and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, the staple always is to stand in front of the Rothko we have there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like my favorite, you know, I mean, talking about Rothko and Art Brunch, I mean, maybe it's a little, <laughs> a little like, oh, Jake, you're going to talk about Van Gogh next? Cool. But anyway, I guess what I just mean to say is like, you know, the this these color fields that he paints, you're kind of meant to just sit there and kind of almost meditate or have like mm -hmm. the aura of the piece speak to itself. So I just, I thought, you know, in that very much though, taking into a, using a, a camera to do that just by, you know, layering double exposure like that and then also putting a subject so it kind of gives you like a focal point you know like which they often say you should have in meditation mm -hmm. i just think is is really incredible to kind of have this washing of color but there is a subject like there's 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 something to it mm -hmm. you know it's not just a color feel you know it's it's i i think that's really incredible yeah and i've been trying to do similar oh i'm sorry rick no no go ahead i've been trying to do similar work um oh Hey, Rick, can you go to um, Girls With Fruit Volume 2? Yeah. Um, that one. This one? Yeah, that's the one that um, I had a green light on it, um, green filtered light. Mm -hmm. And I feel <laughs> this was totally by chance that I got the eye almost perfectly Yeah. Um, with the two subjects matters. But this idea of creating a monotone um, are a shade, a gradation of a certain color really started with this photo here. I think you can like scroll through and see some more. Um, that one was the orange one. So there's a little bit of orange light on her. Um, not sure if that had a lot. This one was the green light again. Mm -hmm. Um, what's the green color? These get more blue. Yeah, those get more blue. And then this one's like orangey red, kind of, like a sunset. Oh, yeah. And you can see the different light washes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can create the same thing in um, Photoshop or Lightroom, for instance. But I like it in, to do it in camera. So these are all film. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, the colors on this one. Well, all color on this one. So there are a lot of film. And it's just... Uh, it cre the The... It's a weirdness when you're doing it digitally. I can kind of see where the other, where the other me or the other person is in the double exposure. Mm -hmm. But with film, you have no idea. Mm. You have no right. idea. You won't <laughs> know until you get the film back. <laughs> and it's right. kind of a gamble. And it's been, it's more, it's at the at first when I first started doing this, it was so exciting to like see what I got out of it all. And everything was was like a freaking genius. Like, I can't believe I did this. This is amazing, you know? <laughs> and now I'm cleaning it out a little bit more. Uh, so well, now I'm, I'm, it's, it's less like whim and more planning it out. Yeah. Uh, I, I, two things I want to say. One, a quick shout out. Uh, the very first picture Rick showed, uh, the girl with grapes, uh, 
is a friend of mine, Sarah Butler. So I have to yeah. give her a shout out. Love her work. Excellent photographer. Very cool person. Um, and second, I, I really think that, um, you know, Rick said you and I would get into photographer gear talk at least a little <laughs> bit. Um, but, you know, just, you know, I think that, like you're saying, the use of film, um, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of people, it's like, well, you're just pressing a button, whatever. But when you're doing mm -hmm. double exposure, when you're, I feel like at that point, you're kind of painting with light, you know, you're painting yeah. with the film in a way. And I do feel like these have that sort of, I always love this term, the painterly, you know, way to it that, that I love that mm -hmm. that's used as an like actual art term. because It sounds like art, like this art is very art early, you know, but <laughs> it's true. Like painterly yes. photography is it, there's just, there's no better way to say it. And I, I just, I think that I just, I really love that. I, I think the film is the best way to do that. Is that kind of what you've, you felt too? I still feel than, that way. Film is unfortunately yeah. incredibly expensive. Um, yeah. And I can only really do it now when I have a grant. So if I'm just practicing our um, in between ideas of photo shoots, uh, I shoot my digital camera, which actually it's a Canon 70, 70. Oh, okay. And it does multiple exposures. It does multiple, it makes multiple exposures. Um, so I've been working on that lately. Um, I haven't posted anything on Instagram because I'm still a little nervous about it. I'm not sure what I want to do with it. Just kind of testing, um, dipping the toe in the water. Yes, <laughs> no, for sure. Where, where this, this work and even then the black radiate the black body radiation was a little bit more, um, you know, let's just see what happens type of deal. Like the yeah. ones I'm working on now are more, um, I think more about them. I think deeply, more deeply about them. Um, just trying to get, trying to recreate something like this, um, but not, but recreate it and not just like, mm, guess, you know? Mm, I see. It's less chance. It's more of a, it's more of a, of a, of a direct way to do things, just less chance, I would say. Almost so, like a like a rehearsed chance, I guess. Almost yeah. like it's like there is still the possibility of it failing, quote unquote. You know, as a technical photo, but like, yeah. you know, you've tried to set up yourself for success as much as possible, which I I definitely identify with <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. But that's the beauty yeah. of it, right? Like, I mean, that's what well, I think that shows very clearly here is that like there was risk involved, and it but it became successful, which makes it even better. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. I've got some chat messages here. So we've got, um, yeah, film is more organic than computer manipulation, but loving the, the emotion that these convey. Denise says, these are awesome. Wise Guy says, each piece feels like its own world. Uh, mm. Jess Witt, Jess Witty, I'm not sure how to say it, um, says, I, oh, love, hey, Jessica. <laughs> I love the complexity of the images referencing the depth of personality in humanity without labels or reduction. And uh, Denise says, I forgot it was a photo. It feels like it's vibrating. Yeah, I think um, the first one you showed mm -hmm. of my friend, Garen, um, not this one, where is she? This one ra really radiates that, especially because it seems to have a little of a circular quality to it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and it doesn't hurt that she's got a pool um, flattened out over her balcony. Oh, you know, yeah. she's kind of centered, oh, wow. and then it, it kind of circles around with the contempt with the um, complementary colors, kind of circles around the image or, of mm. her. So, I get the radiation thing a lot, yeah. and I'm always trying to recreate that. 
So one of the things that comes up for me inside of that is like it subverts just the basic nature of like portraiture, you know, so like Mm. the the camera as a method of capturing like a moment and Mm -hmm. the transformation that takes place in work when the camera is not no longer capturing a moment, but like moments, plural. And and this idea of the portrait being uh, a a recounting or a recollection or a collecting of like Mm -hmm. what a person is into something Mm -hmm. that's stable and moves forward, that Mm -hmm. these works um, being like in the tradition of portraiture, but also, you know, because they're people, individuals as the main subject, but then kind of like subverting that through, uh, I don't know if I'd recognize, I I forget what you said her name was, but I don't know if I'd recognize (laughs) her in person after seeing this portrait of her, right? And and I I definitely know like with this, with this picture, with this portrait, like I do not know who that person, that person Mm -hmm. is. So Mm -hmm. like then thinking about them as portraits of people, but as like you know to return to the subject is the black body radiation like this is this is like a more unique and and powerful Mm -hmm. and poignant portrait of who they are because they're inside of these environments and they change Mm -hmm. from moment to moment and that was the main goal after looking at them um well i have to say this i'll be honest it wasn't the main goal (laughs) because i had no idea what i was going for in the first place like i said it's film so um if i'm lucky i'll get it back that day um or the next day really is what it takes how long it takes to get developed and scanned so this whole time i'm like wondering what does it look like and building it up in my head and hoping i got something that generally fits uh, my my thesis of what I'm trying to to work on and what I'm trying to show and depict. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it does, I do my little happy dance. And this is one of those where the whole role was kind of like a happy dance. Yeah. Because so, it all worked out. It all made sense. And then, you know, we were talking about my horoscope the other day. If you scroll through, I think you'll see the one I'm talking about. Um, uh, no, keep going, keep going. Wait, uh, no. Almost. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Not quite there. Oh, so close. There we are. This one. Mm. Uh, yeah, this one right here. This has been the most successful one that I've done where you still see a figure in her face. Her features come yeah. out a little bit. Um, It's more of the radiation, and it br- builds up a topic of artist, mother, woman, um... Uh, everything in between and then nothing at all, but all of it kind of this um, universal woman was what I've been thinking of it as. Mm. Uh, And it's it's one of the most successful ones that I've done because of one, I like the color balance that it has. I like the amount of figures. I think there's, I want to say four or five. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like the variety of darkness that they have to them. So some of them are ghostly and others are more pronounced. Yeah. I like that I like that a lot. And I really feel like I'm always trying to do that in my work. Um, make it so that you can see a person, but not really. Kind of a ghost of an image mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I really feel like this particular one more speaks out to other people. Um, although I would say that maybe they don't see themselves in this direct woman. 
but they see, a, they're not reflected directly, but I think you can get kind of like an emotional hit off of it. Yeah. And really understand what this person's going through and what, what I'm trying to say and just reminisce this, enjoying a nice color-filled picture, like really love Rothko. Uh, I love creating segments of color and everything. So it ends up working out really well for me. This is this is my favorite one of the one. I'm actually um and uh and submitting it to a portrait gallery contest. Oh so cool. wish me luck. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. It's the same one Amy Cheryl did and got her famous. Oh um, wow. So I'm applying well, for that for you, the very we first you back time. Then. So. We're gonna be there. Yeah, we're here now. You so don't forget then. us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're claiming it now. Yeah. Uh, so, so it comes across that way. Um, yeah. I like this portrait. It's very good. It's really, really nice printed too, because I oh, sure. I had a friend of mine. Well, he's a friend now. Um, his name is Joseph Webb out of Myth Darkroom in California, and uh, he hand prints them for me. So, oh, wow. um, back in the day, I would do the printing myself. Well, but since there's no more color printers that I can go into a color dark room and do it myself, I send it out to California and he does it for me. Mm -hmm. So this is an optical enlarged print using, you know, lens and line and chemistry and everything like that. Nice. So it ends up being special. Yeah, special. I was going to say it's very, it's so much, so much more there than meets the eye. That's incredible. Yeah. Jake, I was wondering if you could talk about this and, and, I don't really have a whole lot of like experience with this. I've tried to shoot, uh, you know, I've, I brought like my camera to events or to functions or around people and tried to take pictures of people and have them look good. And I'm really, really <laughs> terrible at it. Uh, so I'm curious from like the photographers in the room, like if you all could talk a little bit about what I noticed when I was taking pictures is I could just look at somebody through the viewfinder and the ways that their face was changing what mm. is like so rapid like mm. there are all of these different things happening on their face and every little kind of like micro moment when you're really looking and choosing like when to you know like <laughs> depress the button and mm. to say like oh that's the one i want like is yeah. is so just mind-bogglingly difficult for me because every time i press the button is like the moment their eyes close and this is the photo that I have. Yes. But then other yes. people well, who take uh, portraits, yeah. like even in live situations, are like, bang, I know that's coming. Bang, that's them. Nope, nope, yeah. nope, yeah. bang, that's them. Yeah. Right? So can you oh, talk I'll, about that a little bit? Yeah, I'll just briefly state that I have definitely felt that way. And even with like uh, inanimate objects, you know, like a certain way a, a tree is bending with light. And I'm like, okay, I really mm -hmm. need to get it on this. And, you know, it's almost like a, a lightning strike. You know, you're trying to catch lightning, you know, on your camera. And it's it's almost literally impossible. And the sometimes I think that you do uh, is is just that. You've done the impossible and probably was an accident, if anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in terms of portraiture, I, I've only done very minimal, to which where I will hand this back to Tiffany, which I imagine is... <laughs> You know, I, and I think it's incredible too. Like you're doing these multi exposures, but you that means so much more yeah. in this space. You mm -hmm. know, there are four I'm, different I'm, I'm emotions. On four different emotions right. on her face here, and mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. very clearly, we can we can go through like a thought with her almost. Yeah, um, which is why I love doing these double exposures. I mean, multiple exposures. 
uh, almost all of my cameras make a multiple exposure image, whether it's two or 10. Uh, so it just kind of varies. When I first started doing portraiture work, I think you can go back to, I'm looking, oh, wait, I'm looking at my screen. If you go back to Girls With Fruit, volume one, mm -hmm. you see the, like, the earliest portraiture work that I've, that I've done. Um, this was all done in my apartment. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. So yeah. this one, it's pretty much straight up portraiture work. Mm -hmm. um, no fancy lighting, no fancy colors, just a solid picture, um, solid backdrop for them. And then this this fruit and trying to embody them and the model and who they are. Well, while I'm photographing, and I'm naturally a talkative person, mm -hmm. <laughs> I get that from my dad. But um, I'm talking to them and we're just having a basic conversation and I have the camera on the table in front of me. Um, and every once in a while, I'll put it up to my eye and I'll focus um, and shoot the shutter. Now with digital, it's harder because it's this giant thing in front of your face. Um, but with film, the way my film cameras are waist level film cameras. Mm. So I'm always kind of like looking down like imagine this is my 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 um my camera i'm always looking down at it so and then talking focusing and then firing so most of the time i focus on one i just focus straight and then i just shot shoot the film um and keep doing that until i feel like i've gotten something out of it mm -hmm. uh and with these so most of the time i ask them to stop hold the moment um, tilt their head either, you know, left or right or whatever, um, do something different. Or most of the time it's me just watching them. There's a yeah. lot of watching. I'm an excellent people watcher. It's a sport. <laughs> okay. For sure. So there's, there's, the a lot of, there's a lot of people watching and, um, making them comfortable. Cause you don't want to just like stare at this one person, but making right. them feel comfortable in their, in their space, in your space. This is my space. Oh yeah. So really have to be Absolutely. more welcoming to them, uh, which is different than me photographing them in their space, which is more of the black body radiation. Yeah. That's their space. To, they feel most comfortable in there. So I'm trying to, either way, I'm trying to make them um, comfortable and just safe and showing that Absolutely. I'm valuing them a and, lot more. And what I saw from some of your portrait day stuff at GCAT and oh, uh, yeah. we hope that you do it again um and of course like shout out shout out to them and and all of that but uh what i noticed with you you you're you're very confident with the camera as well like oh. you know what you want and you're able to elicit a response from your subject like through your confidence with it because i think i saw you mm -hmm. taking uh photos of josh and marianne or and and you were like, oh yeah, yeah, do this, yeah. do this, and then like, there's almost this like this transformative experience that can mm -hmm. happen to an individual when they just go into that place of like listening, you know, yes. of, of like, what does Tiffany want? She wants me to like look up and to the <laughs> left, like, okay, like I'm just a marionette right now, and, right? And yeah. you're able to like elicit these these mm -hmm. moments out of out of people through through the directive as well. I've read a lot of psychology books. I'm really into Jung, um, a little bit into Freud, um, although I find his writing to be really dense. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of makes me fall asleep. 
but the idea of kind of getting to know someone and getting to know um, their habits and what is a natural state for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like some people naturally look down or up to the left or right or down to the left or right and tilt their head natural way. It's just their normal gestures. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a matter of like waiting a little bit until they get into that gesture. Um, and then if I'm like, I am have to move faster than that, then I'd like put them in that gesture that I've already seen them in. Oh, so like, for instance, with Marianne and Josh, um, they, they're always, you know, Marianne is always, oh, hold on, go back, you skipped it. Marianne's in oh, here somewhere. There she is, he's in the orange. Oh, yeah. She's with the Clementines, (laughs) or the blood oranges. So she's always in that natural state of kind of like looking and listening. Um, So although I guess sometimes it appears, I don't know, a little vacant, but I really feel like I was talking during this point and she's just listening to me. Mm -hmm. I told her to pause for a second and then that's how this image was created. Mm -hmm. So it's more like that. And then if you scroll up, are back to the right. Yeah. This way? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Right here to Sion, the one in blue and white with the great food. I posed her for this one. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted a more of a Mona Lisa kind of look. Mm. I'm really into the golden ratio um, type of type of way of photographing our, um, well, I guess I should say picture making because it's been going on since like painting really yeah uh, of where the movement circulates from her eye radiates from her eye mm-hmm. so if you're looking at her um i guess i guess to me it's her left eye <laughs> if you're looking through her left eye and then you circle around and then you get trapped in the the um the lines of her shirt and that and her arm leads down on the her elbow sits, uh, rests on that arm, mm-hmm. on the bit of the armchair. And then there, you look down a little bit and there's the grapefruits that are all cleaned. And then you go back up from that grapefruit where her hand is pointing up. And then you have the grapefruit going down that way. And then it goes back up to her face. Yeah, absolutely. So I see that. it ends up being this like giant, trying to create multiple, make your eye move basically. Mm-hmm. Like I'm control. I'm not so much controlling the, the person in the photograph as I am, I feel like I'm controlling the viewer. So I feel like I want them to see certain things first. And then we kind of gravitate out towards that. So in this case, I wanted you to see her face a little bit more. This is more yeah. about her being a woman than the other ones were. I see. Do you, do you understand? I don't know if I'm explaining that right. Yeah. Because there is, there's a natural draw to a, a, a person's eyes in portraiture, yeah. but but like in this one in particular, it's like very clear where you're supposed to go first. Whereas yeah. like in other places, you know, you want to go there, but um, like with mm-hmm. this one, there's there are, are lots of different elements that are very like mm-hmm. high contrast, like the way that yeah. this pink yeah. is over the black, where it's like mm-hmm. your eyes just naturally drawn to that contrast in the same way of like the shine of her eyes yeah but in this one it's like everything slows down and and mutes Mm -hmm. and the face and like the connection you know the physical connection with the eyes you know Mm -hmm. really jumps out Mm -hmm. so i do i do see that and i think i think that's interesting from from my perspective of thinking about it as photographer like manipulating subject to like draw Mm -hmm. out subject but it's mm-hmm. what you're saying is it's like photographer 
manipulating viewer through subject. Yes, exactly. Mm. The idea is to make the viewer respond emotionally or intellectually. Mm. So uh, my my hope with any of my portraits is that they're they're stopping to look mm-hmm. and maybe meditate, but definitely not judge. Like they're they're stopping to examine and really look at something. Um, with the black body radiation, the the ability gone, the otherness is gone. And even though you can't see who that person is, you can still feel an energy with them. You mm-hmm. feel that they're more than what they seem to be and that you can imagine a lot of things for them. And those things would be mostly positive, I hope. Um, yeah. But you can kind of see see a contrast of who they are. Um, and also just really reflect on where you are in the world and how you view portraiture work. Mm-hmm. Jess in the chat asks, how long is the time you spend with subjects? Oh, it's very short, mostly like 30, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty fast. Uh, film, the type of camera I use is called the medium format camera. It takes um, two and a quarter by two and a quarter square image. Uh, and you only get 12 shots out of that roll. Um, so a lot of it is just holding the camera, um, talking to them, trying to figure out where I want the viewer to look. And it's really fast. It just, I don't like to waste time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't like to waste time. With my digital camera, I waste time. And I end up not liking the photos as much. Mm. So with so the have a film... Pace to them. Yeah, there's a different pace, and making multiple exposures slows it down just enough mm-hmm. to make it worth to make it um, interesting for me. Uh, but not so much that I'm shooting like I have a thousand shots to like look over. Like <laughs> with this role, I think I did two rolls with her, so twenty shots. Okay. Um, and they pretty much all came out pretty much eh, more or less the way I wanted them to turn out. Mm-hmm. It was a bright sunny day, so there's a, a little bit of a contrast, and um, the color saturation is not as much. But they have a basically a garden, um, a little farm in front of their house. Yeah, in Maplehood. Um, so hey, yeah. Shout out Maplewood. <laughs> Maplehood. Oh. And yes. uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh well, I was curious that you know we're talking about um, like you know, speaking with the subject and the timing and, and we were kind of talking about that in the very like kind of studio with the planned lighting and stuff like that. And something I think I've talked to with fellow photographer friends about like when doing portraiture mm-hmm. uh, or, or just even like people on the street, like some people are just so bold, you can literally just approach strangers and just be like, hi, can I take your photo? Or just like some people get in their face and just start taking photos, which I personally think is not okay, but no, that's a separate totally subject. I, yeah. And so I'm curious, like you're, as far as like, communication when you're out in the literal field you know would that be a an actual field or just being out outside and it also being multi-exposure has that changed kind of the way you communicate with your subject and that idea of like you know these portraits are to speak to kind of challenge the audience member of that um i feel like you know with film and double exposure or multiple exposure you yourself as an artist don't know what you're getting so how is mm-hmm. how have you dealt with you kind of also being in the audience of your own work uh at the same yeah. time with it being film film like that um when i make a portrait i sort of do some scouting 
Uh, mm. So I'm coming into this situation where uh, we're both entering the situation, the studio, um, the session where we both have a general idea of each other and our work. So they know what kind of work I make anyway, um, because I've scouted them out like on Instagram or something. Um, they follow me or I, I follow them and then I, you know, DM them and we have a conversation about that. Um, these are all people who live in the St. Louis area. Uh, so I, I recognize a few more friends. Yeah. yeah <laughs> to their place. Like I'm in, I'm in their space and in their neighborhood on top of everything else. Um, I also pay my models, which is um, not traditionally what people do. I think, I think a lot of um, artists will just use a model and then give them a print of their photo. So, uh, which I, I do also, but I feel like to value them even more, especially during this time of COVID, like I'm taking time that they could be making money. So I'm going to give them money to, for them taking out the time and helping me do this project. And then, and that response to that, I'm, I'm giving them, I'm giving them purpose and I'm, I'm showing them that I value them. And I also like to make a point to tell people that too, because I want other people to know that I'm just not using this subject, that I'm just not, a, you know, like just, oh, it's very popular to photograph black women now, but no, it is very popular, but I'm actually taking that step to pay them, to give them a print, to, to make them feel comfortable, to be in their space whenever they feel comfortable, whenever that is, day, night, whatever, not to intrude on them so much and to just let them um feel comfortable around me to the point that this is you know they they're comfortable they're good they can create uh, they create their own image in a way and then i can direct the viewer to do some some other thinking and feeling around yeah i think i think that's i mean that's amazing and and i'm glad that you brought up the topic of paying your subjects about art being like a job like art mm, yeah. is a job, right? And being a model for someone is work. And yes. I think you summed it up perfectly. Like they could be doing something else with this time. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. that time. Yeah. and that time, I mean, time is like the most, you know, the most important thing that we can give to one another. And mm -hmm. to be paid for that is, is awesome. And you also ask people, and this is something I really admire about you, is you ask people to pay for your work. You ask people to yeah. support you, you know, and mm -hmm. and that doesn't that doesn't seem like it should be something that's so like taboo. But I think like artists coming of age, artists coming into the world, and like declaring for themselves, like, hey, I make money doing this. Like, yeah, I yeah. if you and, like and you my should. stuff, <laughs> like, I can only do it if people want it. People support it. People yeah. like take that and then for you to be reflecting that into your, your subjects, I think really builds up the good karma, but um, mm -hmm. it's not just good karma that gets us by either. It's like, it's money. That's true. I mean, the karma can always be, I give them a print, you know, whatever. Right. And mm. sometimes a lot of times people appreciate that. I mean, the fact that I pay them, I don't tell the model that I pay them. Actually, mm. I pay them at the end of everything. Cash app them or Venmo, whatever, um, to do for them, and it's just like a little surprise. Like oftentimes, I'm away from the situation completely, 
Mm. And I just text him, oh, by the way, thank you. Here's 50 bucks for yourself. Yeah. You know? And, and uh, yeah, it does go back to valuing them. And I was getting so many grants that I felt I really did had to pay it forward. Being part of a uh, black culture means that you do everything for the group. You know, it means that you, if you can pay people, you pay people. If you can honor them and value them and monetary are a sub are um, a material thing, or maybe in reference, or maybe you do a job for them in some kind of way, uh, a bargaining type thing, then you really show that you respect that person and you want to work with them again and you value their time. And I really feel that's important. Now, when it comes to my Patreon, uh, I've been working on that lately and it is my way of making a living. It's it's how I survive to pay my models, to pay for my rent of my studio space and to basically be an artist, to be a full-time artist. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's I want people to value my work and sometimes that means you can't give it away. Right. <laughs> yeah. You can't give it away. I mean, I give my prints away for some people that I really feel um, are models of mine. So it's their photo. Uh, if you have to buy, if I want you to buy a photo and you really want one, then I'll have a print sale. I'll probably have another one during Valentine's Day. Oh, good. Um, oh, a print sale where you can buy something for 50 bucks. And it's just, you know, a small um, eight by eight print or equivalent size, eight by 10 print depending on the film, the format of the film. And that's how, you know, that's also how you value me. Yeah. You know, it's just supporting the work and noticing and noticing me is how I feel I want others to value me. Yeah. So I have a couple of things here. I'm going to pop Tiffany's links into the chat here. Um, your Patreon starts at $3 a month, which is a coffee. Yeah. So if you have yeah. $3 extra a month, uh, definitely go check out Tiffany's Patreon and um subscribe and then and then that'll be great because then she knows that you know we're helping too I, this is yeah. like a nice community that all comes together <laughs> and and like i'm thinking a lot with the travel agency about how to change the forms and formats of patronage in the arts mm -hmm. like yeah. patronage isn't getting your name on the museum wall of yes. you know million dollars and up you know like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh and then like doing the ultimate boss move and saying anonymous, you know, right? Yes. Like it's not, there you go. like patronage yes. is not just that. Like microtransactions, micro patronage of artists is mm -hmm. I think a much more powerful and uh, well-distributed and equitable way of supporting, uh, mm -hmm. supporting contemporary artists. Because like we know these institutions are not doing the work mm -hmm. that they need to be doing no. to be supporting diversity, to be supporting young people getting into the arts in different mm -hmm. communities it's like i mean we can get into this later but it's eurocentric it's based on colonialism you know your patronage yeah. to st louis art museum is when you walk in the door somebody has a little thing in their hand and they click it and then mm -hmm. they take that number and they use that number to apply for grants that you know yeah. every yeah. every single year right so I'm on a little bit of a tear here, but I want to let everybody know, all the viewers know that like your viewership, your attention is like the micro patron. It's the micro transaction. And then, yeah. you know, the $3, the $5 a month supports mm -hmm. diversity and uh, equality and, and like equitable work and also like decolonizes yeah. the art mm -hmm. world if we're supporting the stuff that we're interested in. 
not just yeah, definitely. what we're told to be interested in. So, uh, well, it's also a lot, a lot of like self discovery. Cause like, I feel, um, I remember I, me and my roommate share a membership to slam. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we go there once a month, sometimes twice a month. Yeah. I think yeah. during, during times where if he's had days off, we would go every week mm -hmm. and just hang out in a place of the, I mean, to the point where people know us. And they're always like, hey, how's it going, guys? Haven't seen you in like a whole, you know, 48 hours or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that idea of self-discovery. So not only are you paying for something, but because you're paying for something, you want to get out of it the most that you can. Mm -hmm. um, memberships to museums are quite expensive. Um, they're definitely not $3. No. Um, not even like close to even being, they're over $100 to get anything of real value, like to talk to the artists or to get on a personal um, tour with a curator or whatnot, especially at SLAM. But that encourages you to be part of that world. Mm -hmm. um, you're not just giving away money. I mean, if you can, you can. But when you right. become a member or a patron, you're actually wanting to learn more about that person and about that space. Mm -hmm. So it's not only, I like you and I'm gonna give you money. It's more like, <laughs> I'm interested in you and I right. want to give you money so you can keep doing what you're doing so I can be more engaged in, in life, in society, in art world, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I think that to some degree people know this, but I think it's also super powerful for us artists to be active in that conversation and to say, yeah. you know, and just to get in the habit of that. Like, I took two paintings out of my studio yesterday, one to a show and one to a private collection. And, like, there's part of me that was like, oh, my children – like bye. <laughs> no not my children yes <laughs> but also like i mean i can buy food for my pets now <laughs> you yeah, know i yeah. can yeah. i can you're, you're i can do all of that pets. stuff you're for children so yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's that's something i really appreciate about you and 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 people should support your research because that's what it is this is this is research and i think it's, yeah. i think it's great for people to support it we're coming up on our second break here um so uh let me let me switch over here Thank you all for tuning in. Um, kind of a, a a really good movement through a lot of different um, series or a few different series of Tiffany's work. When we come back from our break, we're going to take a 10 minute break. But when we come back from the break, we're going to wrap up this conversation about uh, her artwork and, and have her share um, anything else that's like really important and near and dear to her in this work. And, and then we're going to lighten it back up again. So the last half hour-ish of the show, we're going to ask Tiffany some questions about like flipping people off when she's driving or maybe, maybe yeah. some stuff like that. So uh, stick around for that. We're going to take a 10-minute break. We'll be back here at about 12.10. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, if it is your first time on Twitch, Welcome. This is what it is. It's like a little portal into a new world. Thanks to everyone for coming out and uh, showing support in the chat for Tiffany here today. I'm going to pop her links back in the chat again. Definitely recommend you go give your give more attention than just three hours to her work. <laughs> um, if you are enjoying the stream, a way that you can help support us is by following the stream. It's free. It's just a click of a button, and we'll give you some love after you do that. So locate that follow button, and you can click that now. 
If you're interested in keeping up with us in other ways, you can look at our, our link tree there. We have a shop with uh, just a few, I think like we have three travel agency mugs left. So if you're interested in grabbing one of those, you can grab that now. Um, if you're interested in supporting us in another way, if you subscribe to the channel, that's like one of the most powerful things you can do for the travel agency. So consider those things. We're going to move back into the arts conversation um, with my co-host, co-captain Jake Leach and Tiffany Sutton. So thank you all for being here again. Welcome back to the show. Well, I just I wanted to kind of lead get back into the conversation a little bit. Um, Tiffany, you know, I, we said we do a, maybe a little bit of gear talk, but we'll keep yeah. it normal. But I, it has more to do with the inspired work overall. Um, a good friend of mine and a person who's been on the show before, Jack Arlen, uh, excellent photographer as well. He and I have talked a lot about, you know, people reaching out and asking about gear and they say, oh man, like what camera did you use for this? Or like, what kind of film are you using for this? Or what kind of whatever? And I think a lot of artists, you know, maybe in the graphic design world, like what font is this? Or what, you know, and a lot of people yeah. are very, I think, reticent to talk about it. I also come from the music world. Uh, a lot of people hate gear chat when it comes to like music equipment, which, mm. you know, I, I, you know, that's a separate conversation, but I, I think that if we can divorce that from broiness, that can be fun. But anyway, point being it with the, with photography, I think is like, you know, I, I, I'm kind of of the thinking that we can divulge all of our secrets, all of our tech secrets, but you're never going to get a photo like me. You know, like you're never going to have the skills that I that I know that I have learned who I just happen to be through all of my experiences. And likewise, mm -hmm. I can never be them. You know, like I can tell them all the same stuff and they may take it and take it to a whole other place. And, and, yeah. and act, in fact, they will. Um, so I, the reason why I ask all of that is um, in a in the spirit of like accessibility. That's sort of like a big tenet of this show. And I think of the travel agency in general is just like you know, what are the cheat codes we can give, you know, the kids or people who are having burgeoning interest in whatever field. Um, but then beyond that, why did you choose those things? So my two part question is, uh, what gear that you feel like revealing do you choose? And, and why do you choose it? Um, hmm. okay. <sighs> I'm a camera nerd. So I have several cameras I play around yeah. with. Um, my point and shoot much similar to the one I got for Christmas in like 94 or whatever wow. um is a Pentax Zoom IQ IQZ Zoom and it makes double exposure so there's a function on it um if I press it I make a double exposure and it stays on that on that format on that negative frame and then I can do it again and then it advances um so I scoped through that during Quarantine, and I was like, end up being 20 bucks. So that's one of my favorite ones. Mm -hmm. I also have a Polaroid camera. What is it called? One Step or something? Mm -hmm. It's it's an actual Polaroid camera um, that also makes multiple exposures. So I've been wow. doing those. Um, my film cameras are my Hasselblad um, film camera, which makes several multiple exposures, an unlimited amount of multiple exposures. And then the final camera that I use is my large format camera, which is a four by five negative. Um, also, again, I use that for more portraiture work than anything. I can do multiple exposures with it, but I really like using it in the studio. Um, it's more, the particular camera I have, it's more of a studio camera. 
Um, so, okay, so a lot of different cameras all do kind of the same things, but give it a different mm, relationship to the um, to the model. So when I have Absolutely. the bigger the camera, the more intimidating it can be. <laughs> so the less natural my um, my model gets at the beginning. Um, and there's also more time. There's a lot more time because um, with a, a large format camera, you have films and sheets instead of a roll. Um, and you put them in these negative holders and then you have to like focus, compose the shot, put in a negative holder, pull out the sheet for it and then put it back, take the picture, put it back and then reverse it. And so basically out of an <laughs> hour, you can do five shots or maybe four shots. It's so much work. Absolutely. So much work. Not to mention developing it. It ends up being harder. Now, with the Hasselblad, um, it's smaller. It's more of a compact camera. Uh, It's really good for photographing people outdoors because they can just be looking around. um, And you can just kind of capture them in the moment. Uh, Now, that camera works really well. I have a 35 millimeter Pentax that is only aperture priority which I love hanging around with. Um, and I take that on my walks with my mom. Um, when we walk around Forest Park, I take pictures of her. Uh, and then I, on that camera, what I like about it is that to make it do double exposures, I shoot a frame, advance the film, and then rewind it back. So almost like I'm taking out the roll of film, I rewind it to some arbitrary point. I don't know, I just stopped rewinding after two yeah, seconds, I rewind it like three stops. And then I photograph it again on those previous shot roll um, images, negative frames, sorry. And then my last, the Polaroid is more fun. So I feel like when that comes out, everyone's like um, volleying for, for portraitures, for portraits then. They really want their portrait taken then. It's good because I have a remote control to it with my phone. Wow. So wow. I can be a little bit more spontaneous with it, a little more casual with it. Um, and it's, it's fun in that regard because everyone's really interested in that particular type of camera, um, because of its, um, functionality of being able to use it with your phone and control apertures, but your phone and whatnot. And then finally, my point and shoot camera, I'm sorry, I'm going really into cameras. It's also a camera (laughs) that I talk, that I use, I use that camera with my mom all the time. It's a camera that she can use. So it's just like a point and shoot. You just focus it down and then you can focus a little bit more forcefully and then it shoots the picture. Um, She doesn't have to do anything. It's sort of like mom proof, I guess I would say. It's um, (laughs) it's like this, it's a bit of technology that anyone can use. Like I don't have to explain it to her in some in-depth way, like with my large format camera. Yeah. I had to explain it to her and explain how she focuses and what she looks through and how she, you know, how she does all of that stuff. Um, stuff. But with the point and shoot, it's just like, here, just use this. Yeah. Yeah. Just use this. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. It's fine. Mom proofing is really important. It's a really important skill to learn as we, (laughs) we grow with, with our parents is a good kid knows how to mom proof well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We've, yeah. we've all had some experience with that recently, I feel. Oh, definitely. I'm constantly with my mom. She actually calls me all the time. How do I use my phone? How do I get on Zoom? How do I check my email? What are you talking about text messages? I'm like, do you know how to do anything? Like, how do you survive? 
like, I don't even know. Oh I'm like, gosh. that's not the '90s anymore. You have to learn this stuff. Oh my uh, gosh! I don't know. But it really the different camera that I use. Going back to that, sorry, is um, it depends on what the comfortability I want the viewer to have, or not the viewer. Sorry, the model to have, or the easeability of my mom. And also, a, a large format camera is harder to take around than a little point and oh, shoot. Oh sure. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't look around a large format camera, at least not my my particular one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just, it's kind of like, um, let's go out in the field and take some shots. You know, it's more of a street Absolutely. camera than, say, a studio camera. Although well, I love I, I really pre- in the studio. For sure. Well, and the, the use of specifically, like, I, I, I had a feeling that a lot of this work or some of it was was medium format. And I swear we can get off of gear talk in a moment. But I just I, yeah. I wanted to say that, like, I felt the physicality of like, I finally bought myself a, a medium format. And when I had mm. that and I was like, I took some portraits, actually, of our dear Rick, our dear Yay! co-host Rick here. Rick, you recall we walked around uh, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a, a construction zone and me holding my my big camera. Uh, I, you know, well. Rick, how did it feel? How'd you feel in front of my camera? <laughs> I wasn't paying much attention to it. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, maybe it doesn't go. mean anything to some people, and that's fine. Um, but you know, I just I felt physically holding it, uh, and the 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 kind of space it gave me as a creator um, to kind of hold something that's not just like you know, oh, point and shoot, or you know, setting up, you know, like you know, like this big thing. You yeah. know, it's kind of that perfect middle ground of just having something that's purposeful, but you know can be moved easily in a bag or something i also mm-hmm. thought you were a pro and knew exactly what you were doing and and i was the idiot <laughs> in that situation so i was like look at this guy go with this little did, little did you know rick <laughs> yeah. um well <laughs> and i'll say too goes. like i i think that uh some of those photos got lost unfortunately which is kind of we, we, our internet dropped there for a second uh, um yeah we're back, oh, we're back on okay. now well yeah. i was just saying i okay I uh, I did lose some of those photos because I put in the film wrong on one of the reels. So, but you know that was a good learning lesson. We Rick and I learned together. You know, we didn't yeah. need those anyway. photos anyways. Those yeah. those photos like are the lost photos, which I think is they is are nice. Oh, speaking speaking of that, which is I'm gonna do this right now in the middle of this show because there's never been a better time to do it. Um, okay, I have the archived art brunches of every single guest that's ever been on art brunch except for yours jake because (laughs) okay (laughs) because can i be honest with you i was like when is rick gonna put this up i'm not gonna bring it up but like everybody else's is up where is mine (laughs) i'm sure we'll talk about it at some point live on air so so like because you lost those photos of me in my studio i feel like there was some like latent energy where when i downloaded your video <laughs> off of twitch it like corrupted and uh, no and, and like it's gone forever yeah oh my god so that's that's like wow it, it's this weird it's this weird thing which really sucks mm. some in some ways because like you were a guest on our brunch <laughs> before you were the colors yeah. and that th- that mm-hmm. thing happened but there's like it, no record of it no memory did it happen though I, did it did i have an art studio at webster who's to say i don't know who's to say my photos of your work are gone so wow rick we've we've put this off talking about this for what three or four months now i guess yeah yeah i was 
I felt real bad about it for a while, and now it's now it's long gone enough that it feels okay. At least now we know. I appreciate knowing now, and I'm glad we could have this moment um, it's, here in it's the digital good to get sphere it live on air. It, it is off my chest. Yes, now. it's good. Thank you for being Honestly here for that moment. Yeah, and I knew I knew that <laughs> Tiffany would have my back if if you decided to get like pissy about it. Right. Oh, uh, if I just just take my headphones off, I'm out. That's yeah. it. And Forget Tiffany, this show. And I, we I'm just out. rock the rest of the show. You know. Yeah. There you go. Little insurance plan. Tiffany can take over. <laughs> so so thanks for that. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> what camera did you get? What medium format is it? I had a Mamiya uh, seven. No, no. Uh, Pro TL something. Pro TL. Oh, dope. Uh, and and it was it was. It was like my first real eBay buy, and mm. it was a whole thing. Uh, I ended up selling it, unfortunately. Mm. But that was kind of like, a, oh, my God, I have to move to Chicago. And this yeah. is something that I just had, and I barely got into, so I got to sell it. So mm. I regret it deeply. And someone told me one time, never sell your cameras. No matter no. if they stack up uh, forever, never sell your cameras. I learned that lesson that day because I mm. regret every second of having gotten rid of it. Um, but, yeah, the Mamiya Pro TL was, was the one that I – I was rocking with then, but I learned that lesson of no, never sell your cameras this year. Um, oh. I bought and sold about five cameras this year. Wow. Um, I returned because I didn't like um, how they were creating images and whatnot. Mm. Um, and I'll never do it again. The next camera I buy, if it's not my favorite camera, I will never give it away. Yeah, <laughs> I will never sell it. It will be with me yeah. until my dying day. Yes. It's, because gotta, I, they're... oh sorry the go ahead. <laughs> all mean something you know they they mm -hmm. all they all do something mm, differently As, yeah especially yeah. film cameras there's just yeah. something about it that i think even if they are off the same line as other ones they're gonna feel yeah. like there's it's just there's something about this one that's special you know yeah and, yeah well, I come from a long line of hoarders, and I just want to let you all know that that's some hoarder energy right there. That it's yeah, like, each yeah. one of these is unique and special and does something yeah. different. Yeah. It's like, but and Rick's yeah. just like itchy. Over yeah. Here. I'm like, it's like oh, stop. I hate 800 it. precious moment dolls are not relevant. No. I mean, that is true. So just cameras. It's asterisks is cameras only. Never sell a cameras camera. Only. Yeah, okay. Uh -huh. Camera I feel, exclusive. <laughs> I feel my musicians' friends have a different have the same feel with their instruments. Uh-huh. Yes. Where my I, musician friends feel like, like, oh, I have to have this one. And we're like, why you have to have yeah. this one? Uh, it's, it's special. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. It's just a special it's just a special base. God. It's just shut up. That's what it is. Yeah. It's just shut up. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, I'm completely oh healed of that, and I, I don't have a whole basement full of art supplies and old paintings. Yeah. I don't believe you, Rick. <laughs> I've got like 75 different cans of spray paint in my basement right now, most of which yeah. probably yeah. only have a, a spray or two left. Well, you never know mm -hmm. when you're going to need it. You need a little fuchsia. That's true. You need a little fuchsia spray can. Yeah. yeah. There yeah, it is. That's true. You never it's, know where your art's going to take you. Thanks for enabling yep, me. That's, true. that's why I have artist You're friends. Welcome. Right. We all get it. We it's all fine. enable each other. Yeah. I've also like a million sketchbooks too, for some reason. Yeah. And I'm like, why do I have this many sketchbooks? And they're all variety of sizes and filled with nonsense. And why? I have like 20 yeah. sketchbooks right now, but 
the one that I like the most I just filled. And now mm. I'm going to like have to go out and buy the exact same one because yeah. it worked for me. It's like if a sketchbook yeah. Yeah. <laughs> finishes, then like I need to get that exact one again because for whatever reason it worked. And most of them mm -hmm. don't work. Keep that vibe going. Most of them yeah. mine don't work. Unless it's, um, yeah, most of mine don't work, which is sad. Because most of the ones that I get are moleskin. Mm -hmm. um, and I oh, think wow. there's amount of um, pressure to fill a moleskin. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That yeah. I keep putting on to myself. When I just have a regular run-of-the-mill multi-use sketchbook, I fill those all the time. Hmm. Um, but totally. when I have this like beautiful bound book, I'm like careful. Oh. It's too precious. Yeah, yeah, it's too it's too it's too nice to actually throw our can't put horrible thoughts in, in there. <laughs> yeah, I can't put <laughs> random crap thoughts in there. You know. All right, chat. You guys right. can chill out about talking about. Chad is now talking about uh, one person in particular is talking about all the art that I have stored in their basement. That's a gift, yes. not a hoarding. Yes. Okay. No. Yeah. You okay. Should, you should feel lucky about that, skate mom. Yeah. It's <laughs> the price you pay. You, oh my god. You never know when it's gonna. You know, <laughs> never know when your like multi retrospective is gonna hit. Yeah, you gotta have all of that stuff. That's the that's the college fund. Yeah. Right. Right there. There you go. Um, okay, so we're we're getting kind of into the last segment here, and I think that that was all like a really good segue to our final ten questions. Um, our final ten questions. We have a series of like popular culture questions, not like trivia or anything, but just references to shared mm -hmm. experiences that we bring up at the end to connect you to uh, connect you back, you know, to rise up out of you know some of the deep work we did. And discussing the paintings, but or in discussing the photos, mm -hmm. the painterly photos, and, painterly photos, there it is. and painterly we'll photos. we'll get yeah. to um, some of these things just to get to know you a little bit better, Tiffany. So the the first Yay. question is, and this one is is hard for people to answer. What is one simple thing you're trying to get good at right now? Um, lighting. Mm. Never done with learning lighting. Yeah. Never always working on lighting I'm working on lighting currently in my studio mm -hmm. um and also working with lighting on different backdrops lighting on different props lighting um with different gels of of colored film gels to put on things mm. um so it's all about lighting creating light bouncing off of it reflecting it doing something not enough light too much light <laughs> you know just like trying to figure out um, you know, green light, red light, black light, I don't know, every kind of light that you can think of, just playing around with it and seeing what I want to create um, in the studio um, for a, a project that I'm working on with my mom. So just, and, and within myself, we, we, we've been doing, um, I, I, unbeknownst to her, I've been teaching her how to use the camera. Oh, nice. <laughs> so she's been taking pictures of me and then I'm taking pictures of her. Cool. And we multi we do multiple exposures with that. So I'm constantly trying to figure out lighting and the best way to go about things. Perfect. Um, what explains? Uh, pure catastrophe in the chat says, "Hey Tiff." So, so another another wonderful viewer and fan. Welcome to the stream, Pure Catastrophe. Yay! It's Cat. How are you, Cat? <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think like the problem that we always run into in that question is like, you know, it's it's like what what do we think about as like simple in our minds, especially right. us like deranged artists. Like, yeah. Uh, one simple thing I'm trying to get good at is like understanding the way light functions. Yeah. It's like okay, well, <laughs> if, if if that's simple, what's one hard thing? <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to get good at but i think it, i think it's always awesome i mean like in some ways it's simple you know or, or people yeah. end up having such control over it but but it's also like mm -hmm. that's kind of like the the world that we live in we're always moving through different spaces of light different you know reflections the reflective light off different surfaces and mm -hmm. the way that affects mm -hmm. us so uh so yeah that's that's why that's one of my favorite yeah it's uh it seems really no, it does seem really pretentious to me sometimes. I'm like, oh, I like to, I like to understand the art history of you know photography and mm -hmm. really figure out what Ansel Adams was thinking. Blah blah blah. You know, you just kind of go on and on. He was but lighting this is a tall ass mountain, right? That's what he was thinking like, when he was carrying that shit up there. Yeah, yeah. it's like, how can Sucks. I? What about the zone system? How are these in these zones? You know. Mm. There's always, you know, um, now if I do Rembrandt lighting on the broad side of the face, what does that convey emotionally mm. to the viewer? So it's constantly working on that kind of stuff and reading a lot of educational books about lighting, watching a ton of, of, of blogs about lighting, like educational blogs. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and then okay. also um, reading what other artists do for their work, uh, how they use lighting if it's whatever lighting that's in the area or if they bring in studio lights for something um they use on-camera flash uh, off-camera flash or natural light um strobes hot lights a light with a um a light with a figure cut into it like a strobe light but uh it has a cut out of um it's not it's called a gobo um, a gobo light, so it has a figure or some kind of abstract thing cut into it that you put in between the lens of a light and the light <laughs> and the bulb of the light. That's hence cool. the gobo. Um, and then there's also, you know, not enough light. So I have a lot of images that aren't enough light, but I still, you know, underexposed lights that I still love. Yeah. Um, Pure catastrophe in the chat says, "I'm good. Happy to see you, even if it's only through the screen." Isn't Yay. it nice to see each other through through the screen at at the very least? Oh yeah, definitely. Do this. Um, so let's move on to the second question here. Uh, not necessarily as riveting as the first one. Mm. If you chew gum, do you chew gum? But also, what is your favorite type of gum? I chew gum constantly to the point where my aunt gives me um, a yardstick of gum for my birthday every year. Wow. <laughs> um of the gumballs you know because we love the gumballs oh. completely so other than like if i'm not eating a gumball it's mostly bubblicious strawberry um oh, yeah. if i'm being like kind of grown up it'll be juicy fruit or oh. double mint you know uh if i'm being a kid and i really uh want more of a candy flavored gum then it's like um, the jumbo gumbo balls that you get from like um, the grug store or something. Yeah. Or the, gosh, um, I forget what they're called right now, um, but they're just, they, they have flavor for like a minute maybe. And then you're just yeah. chewing rubber. 
these be jawbreakers, more or less? Uh, or no, I'm not a jawbreaker type of person. But it does. It's kind of like that where you you suck on it and then you crunch down and then it becomes gum. Uh huh. Gotcha. Um, sometimes I, I like the that. sour gum. The Ooh, sour I like gum sour. I really like. Um, and then uh, my other treat is our blow pops. So it's like a, a sucker and gum with a gum feeling, with a gum filling. For sure. It's much so superior it's, it's... to a Tootsie Pop, in my opinion. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Why would anybody oh. ever have a, a Tootsie Pop over a blow pop? No, no. no. Blow pops all the way. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like a green apple. Green and apple. Like, yes, that's yeah. the one. Mm-hmm. That's the best that's the one. Hundred percent. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, it works. It works in this weird way with that like pink gum flavor. That's yeah. in the center of a blow pop. Whatever that flavor yeah. is, it's like bubble gum flavor. Uh, yeah, it's this bubble right. gum flavor. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird because what is that? But I don't I, know. <laughs> <laughs> it's pink. Yeah, it's like know. just pink flavor. I mean, what uh, is that? I, say... I mean. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's just this way it is. Yeah, yeah, it's what it is. This is uh, for sure the most like gum connoisseur conversation we've had on Art Brunch for sure. <laughs> this is I really appreciate this because most people yes. are like, yeah, I have this once in a while. That's it. Like this is, you're you're about that gum life, I guess. Oh, yeah. Like it's just real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In my it's studio, uh, again, my my aunt has given me about. Uh, a jar like this, as big as this, with nothing but gumballs in it. Amazing. Um, Pure, Cat, been... Pure Cat says, nah, I'm a Tootsie Pop person. Oh, Cat, we're oh. not friends Should anymore. Should I ban Cat from the chat? Yeah, it's over. <laughs> Sorry, Cat. Unfollow. You're canceled. No. Gotcha. We'll let this one slide this time. That'd be okay. <laughs> For sure. But next, yeah, but next time, we're bringing the ban. Yeah. yeah um okay so we can move on to our third question here um tiffany have you ever successfully completed a game of monopoly um yes but i've never won oh mm. that sounds is bad. that what you mean by successful winning or completing <laughs> it just completing successful. it yeah just completing completed it, yeah. several but i've never won any of them that makes it so much worse okay it's, I have no it's so strategy. Much harder, yeah. It's almost Every it's time, only barely yeah. fun when you win. So like when you're not winning, yeah. it's like negative fun. I know. It's like yeah. why am I doing this? This is pointless. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. I always end up owing people money. Like uh-huh. it's you know, it's not fun at all. If no. I wanted to just live my life, I would just not be playing a game right now. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. 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 I'm already poor. Yeah. Why do I need to do this again to myself in fictional form? Like, what the hell? <laughs> it's supposed to teach you about money, I think, but I don't know what the point of Monopoly is. So the history um, of the game is actually, it was supposed to teach people the ills of capitalism. Uh, it oh. was like a game played in like uh, academic circles, which sounds mm-hmm. so nerdy. But also, yeah. like I'm trying yeah. to get in on like whatever, whatever like academic games people are playing right now. But oh, uh, then chess. Yeah, but then yeah, then right. like some guy stole it from a woman, stole the idea from the woman who created it, and then like monetized it and sold it as like, you know, like a fun like money making game. Which is like oh, the most capitalist ass shit I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah. So instead of Sounds talking about, about right. it, it actually became it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's 
actually where I discovered the definition of monopoly and how it is applied to a uh, real world. Like uh, charter cable used to be a monopoly until AT&T came around. Mm-hmm. And now instead of, um, I think there's other monopolies, like, a, like we have a monopoly in St. Louis where it's MSD, like there's no other sewer sewer um company we can go to yeah so msd yeah. kind of controls our monopolizes our funds and can, can really control us and get our pocketbooks yeah if yeah. you're a homeowner but um it, i think it with them like with amarin is the same way but then there's also yeah. like these big collective bargaining rights that the city has with them like yeah amarin can't just like change the prices whenever they want anymore which is good which is good because they yeah. did constantly all the time right yeah, at least twice a year, because it was like you had your winter price and then you had a summer price. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, and I have to say, I have a my dear friend Caitlin, who is often in the chat. Uh, she's told me that St. Louis is actually one of the worst infrastructures when it comes to our sewer systems. Oh. So it does not surprise me at all that uh, for a city of this, this size, that it, you know that it comes from there being only one company for us to work against so yeah. uh hey everyone go out there and uh raise some hell about our stinky sewers so pretty much <laughs> let's do it um we'll move on to the fourth question here uh tiffany other than being an artist what would be a dream job no holds barred ballet dancer really definitely all the that. way I've always wanted to be a ballet dancer. I think that's a typical girl thing. Mm. Um, but, when I was, but yeah, once again, when I was younger, I saw um, the Nutcracker, but performed mm-hmm. on, it was a, a, a stage production, but it was on movie. Okay. Um, it used to come on Channel 11 and sometimes Channel 9 during the Christmas season. Yeah, It's, yeah. it's, it's by the Pacific Northwest Ballet Company. Um, um, and it's absolutely breathtaking. It's my favorite freaking ballet. I watch it every year, along with the Muppet Christmas Carol. And about <laughs> two years ago, maybe a little bit, no, let's say about, yeah, about almost five years ago, actually, I started to take ballet classes. So mm-hmm. I went and bought a leotard and ballet slippers and a ballet shoes and whatnot. And I started going to the studio called Central Studio out in, um, I don't know. I want to say um, U City, I guess. And they have a 75-minute ballet class that I take once a week. Um, and if I can't afford that, then I scour the YouTube for a ballet class that I like. Nice. Um, but uh-huh. Yeah, definitely a ballet dancer. Cool. Definitely. That'd be a, fun, yeah. that'd be a super fun job. I oh, think, it's super fun. But probably, like, I mean, also very difficult. But I. Oh, the, yeah. the stuff that they do is, like, so beautiful. It's production. I mean, the athleticism with them, it's just like, I mean, these people put their body weight on two toes. Oh, yeah. Right. And not even all of their toes. It's like one <laughs> giant toe on either foot, and they can twirl and land on it, which is, like, oh, ridiculous. Ooh. Yeah. My, I think my big toe like, just I mean, broke thinking about it. <laughs> oh, I know. Like, I love watching these. Right. You guys have got to watch these. They're really funny. Um, but there are like Navy SEALs who can't complete a bar class. Oh. Oh wow. It's like different muscles. You just use different right. muscles. So you have a Navy SEAL or submarine or whatever, um, trying to do just a regular, you know, first position, second position, 
kind of relevé <laughs> plié and they can't make it through 10 minutes of it without like sweating and breaking oh form. <laughs> you remember that wow. that yeah. like meme that like uh I, f- I feel like in the late 90s there were like some mm. football players that were taking ballet courses and yeah they, like got out into the media that these like burly football manly men are taking ballet courses and they yeah. got like roasted but like yeah. <laughs> also it makes like so much sense you know to yeah. to be able to move like that and light on your feet yeah i can't remember what that was about Jelly. but i remember it was like some meme where just everybody was like joking about like footballers taking ballet <laughs> classes for a while i mean muhammad yeah. ali took dance classes yeah i mean hence his graceful moving around the ring you know right no like uh, you, you have to it's, it's if you think of dance as learning to move your body and being more aware of where your body is in space then it makes sense but if you're looking at it as a stereotypical feminine um either male feminine or, or girly 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 feminine then you're looking at it in a way that's detrimental to your viewing of dance in general mm-hmm. and your viewing of traditional um, gender roles, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird to see uh, a big burly guy do ballet. Uh, however, if you've seen any male ballet dancer and the fact that they can lift this hundred pound person, throw them in the air and then yeah. catch them, you know, and then gracefully with do it. With a smile it, on their face. With a smile on their face. <laughs> You know, and yeah, they they can gracefully do it, and it's you're yeah, that is pure art. You know, that is pure, uh, um, and it's 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 pure athleticism. I mean, they are. It is a sport. It is not just a fun yeah. thing to do. You work extremely hard for it. Yeah. Also, in the question, it said dream job no holds barred, which is oh, you know, it's there you go. It, it's it's very. There you go. Very you fitting. Get the pun there. So <laughs> we'll, we'll uh we'll move on to the next question. Um, as far as like f- your favorite cartoons in your childhood or at a young age, would do you prefer Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, or Disney Channel? Oh God, Nickelodeon. Yeah. In the nineties mm-hmm. and early and late eighties, Nickelodeon was where it was at. Mm-hmm. I can't do that on television. The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Um. Uh, Are you afraid of the dark? Clarissa explains yes. it all. Oh. You know, like, um, oh, the all that show with Keenan before that. he became mm. uh, the Saturday Night Live genius he is now. Um, yeah, what a trajectory for him. Yeah. yeah. And just all those shows, it was like, I feel like the 90s for kids, um, for, for, I mean, not maybe not little kids, but for young adults, um, the '90s probably had the best scripted comedy that you could mm-hmm. ever want out of teenagers who are stars of them. It's definitely like not like Glee, who are mostly twenty-year-olds playing high schoolers, but are Beverly Hills nine hundred two on no. Like it was a joke yeah. that some of them were thirty and they yeah. were playing the senior in high school, and it's like, no, dude, you're not a senior in high school. You're a pervy <laughs> senior in high school, that's for sure. Okay. But with like, you know, with like Clarissa explains it all, Melissa Joan Hart was like 18. Like she was mm-hmm. a kid during that time. So she, um, it wasn't just her being the youngest actor. So I really feel like um, it made more, it was more relatable, I would say. 
Yeah, absolutely. And Jake, you're coming to us from the Nickelodeon studios in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm in the slime, <laughs> the slime room right now. Yeah. Green everywhere. Yeah. I'm ready for you. So, so yeah, shout, shout out to that. I was looking at um, fi- figure it out the other day. Uh, oh my god! Which yes. I love that show and the that like weird that weird googly eyed head thing. Yeah. Summer Sanders and uh, you know, the homies getting getting slimed. Slime. Slime, I thought, like, you know when you have a memory of something when you were a kid and when you go back to look at it, like, mm-hmm. your memory was accentuated in some way? Like, yeah. I, I thought that, yeah. like, when I was a kid, slime was extra green, super, super green, right? And that mm-hmm. I thought now as an older person that when I'd look back at the color on it, it'd be, like, less green and kind of ugly. Oh, really? That's disappointing. But it wasn't. It wasn't at all. It wasn't at <laughs> oh. all. It was, it's, like, so green. It's so green. It's crazy. Yeah. It's greener than I remember it, honestly. Wow. Which blew my mind because I was, like, yeah. I, I could have swore it was going to be one of those moments where I, was, you know, mm-hmm. would be disappointed. But yeah. Yeah. I was not disappointed. Do you remember Double Dare and Family Double, Double Dare? Dare? Yeah, both of those. Were yeah, and they definitely. would like uh, slide into the goo, uh-huh. the slime. <laughs> they would slide into all kinds of weird stuff too. They would like these uh, cakes yeah. and like yeah, uh, pudding. I think one was yeah. like it was mm-hmm. always something ridiculous where you would be like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm drenched in something gross." Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> my my girlfriend Tiffany was on Slime Time actually. No way. She was. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. We'll get her on. We'll get her on to talk about it someday. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. I always wanted to be on one of those shows. Um and in similar cartoon vein, uh Squirtle, Charmander, or Bulbasaur. I have no idea what those are. They're <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're I was waiting for this moment. Someday, someday, someone's gonna be like, "I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Rick." <laughs> I can't remember that at all. They are Pokemon. Okay. Oh, see, I'm too old for Pokemon. Yeah. Okay. I was. Gotcha. In, I was a senior in high school, freshman in college when Pokemon was really big. Mm, okay. So well, all I really remember are these over emotive cartoons. So you you can you can um, pick here between. The, you just look at oh, yeah. them and get a get a vibe. Can, you can see the image I've yeah. pulled up. Oh yeah, I see. I we see, got I a see. blue one, a red one, and a green one. You just oh my god, the blue one is so cute. The blue one is very cute. Okay, yeah. so we'll go yes. with Squirtle because um, if you okay. haven't seen this, uh, it's this is this is one of Squirtle's famous looks. Oh my god, he's, he's adorable. <laughs> he's so cool. <laughs> So, yes. so this we'll, feels like what my cat would do. My cat would wear sunglasses. <laughs> you know? So we'll like take. She's always like she's a little drunk, but she's always super, super awesome, super fa- fabulous. Yeah. You know, right now she's asleep on my bed, but um, yeah, she gives me a look sometimes where she just turned off. She like just took off her glasses, and she's like. <laughs> What'd you say to me? <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah or, or something like, hmm, I understand the uniqueness of time and being. Tell me more about existentialism, you know? Yes. You know, she's exactly. always, like, I always feel like she's either intellectual or like this badass cat. Mm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Virgil goes from um, like being a lump on the ground to there's like a little ledge in my house where yeah. birds land. 
and he mm. loves just like prowling at these birds he's like yeah. so nice and chill most of the time but then sometimes mm-hmm. he's like eat bird must eat yeah. bird <laughs> yeah let's destroy mm-hmm. <laughs> i like to keep arbus's skills up in case i get a mouse mm. you know she's a mouser yeah, you that's that thing mm-hmm. that's true yeah you know no, absolutely jake you got the next question um, for us? yes um so Tiffany, this was briefly mentioned before, uh, but while driving, are you typically the giver or the receiver of the finger? Oh, God. I give that finger out all the time. I mean, there's so many, like, (laughs) St. Louis, my insurance goes up almost every year. And not because I'm driving poorly, but because everybody else in St. Louis drives poorly. You know, like, I haven't been in a car accident and... 10 years no one's hit me mm-hmm. i've hit nobody and but Knocking yeah my insurance right goes yeah. up like i don't understand yeah, yeah right. i don't drive really far it's just really nonsensical how it goes up every year um and our streets are really bad like there's always potholes and i mean giant craters there was a sinkhole on one of my streets a couple of a couple of years ago there's like a sinkhole oh, opens and i'm like what the hell is this it's dangerous <laughs> You know, so there's constantly, um, there's a lot of braking and slowly driving through things just because you don't want to, like, pop your tire. Yep. Yeah. Your car um, or ruin your shocks or something. Um, and then remember... people behind me follow me so damn close. And I'm like, dude, yeah, anything can happen. Yeah, anything right. can happen. I, uh, I remember hearing one time, and maybe this is just, I don't know folklore but that supposedly st louis has like for the size of the city we have the most stop signs per capita oh wow like, which i guess kind of makes sense especially like parts of south city i feel like yeah. i'm stopping every block 10 yeah. feet yeah. and i'm like yeah. i'm and i think it actually is almost worse because if i could actually go through i would actually honor the stop but because i'm yeah. doing it so often i'm like i don't want to do this 20 times I'm yeah gonna, yeah it's more of a rolling stop yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hence yes. the St. Louis rolling stop. Exactly. So nothing's no, coming. That's a so thing for a reason. I'll just so. go. I'll just go through. I love the jumping into traffic on uh, South Grand. Uh, I live off of Arsenal, actually. And the way mm. my street is, I have the stop sign, but the cross traffic doesn't. Yep. You yeah. know, so when I just bought a new car, so my previous car was like below car level. Like I could never see if you were an SUV are maybe a Honda. I couldn't see over you mm-hmm. if we were parked next to each other. Um, now I have a Toyota RAV4, which I call Ravioli, and I could see above the next car. So now I know where traffic is and I can like kind of speed up and get into it and jump in, kind of like this weird rushing into traffic that you're playing, you're playing hopscotch. You're like yeah. constantly on it, you yeah. know? No, I'm I'm into that. I, I my car sits really low. It's a hot hatch, and I'm always yeah. like, people park way too close to yeah. the street, right? So then you can't. You have like zero mm-hmm. visibility. So I'm like, no. itching, eh, eh, and then get like a I little know. line of sight, and I'm like, okay, I know, I can see just far enough that I know if I just get out as quick as I can, nobody can hit me. <laughs> Shoot yeah, the gap exactly. So, it's got, my my uh, friend, my mom likes to call it goosing it. Like, or my dad used to call it goosing it. So he'd be yeah, like, yeah. "We'll be in the car together," 
Um, and I'm looking, trying to find out if anyone's coming. And he's like, don't worry about it. Goose it, goose it. <laughs> Put your metal to the feet to the metal and the metal to the Classic floor. Classic dad. Like, that's what yes. you got to do. Like, you just got to jump right. out there. Got to yeah. be bold. No, 100%. <laughs> Um, got another question. I'll, I'll do uh, one more question here for me, and I think the last two Rick will have. Uh, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on quinoa? Oh, I hate it. It's worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really sure. Um, I I kind of think I'm a texture eater. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. if it doesn't have a good texture, I find it to be disgusting. Um, totally. I have tried quinoa in several forms where it's more creamy and then more opposite of creamy and i hate both ways yeah. i'm just like this is not a good food you you gave it a fair shake you've, you've yeah. tried it it's just not yeah. for you i mean i put you know and i tried multiple quinoas from like mm-hmm. you know trader joe's quinoa to a friend would make quinoa to you remember crazy bowls and wraps usually has a quinoa oh. um and I, I tried it i'm just not into it um, I know it's healthier than rice, but I'm like, this, no rice. Yeah, my my thing about my thing about that is rice has been here. Yes. Forever, whole like forever. whole civilizations yeah. are built yeah. off of rice. Yeah. And it's gonna be here long after yeah. all of these other ancient yeah. grains, ancient grains are gone. It's just, it's just like America to pick something that to take something that's already good and make it bad. Like rice is never yeah. has never been bad. Like Rick said, it's always been good. It's always been good. Always but all good. of a sudden, America is like, oh, no, quinoa. Right, yeah. And I'm like, fuck you. No, Bryce. Pure cat coming in with the hot take. I'm a texture eater, too, but I love quinoa. Ugh. Making it tomorrow with salmon. So. Oh, now that's good. I like that. Yeah. I love salmon. Yeah. Skate Mom says, I don't think quinoa is a food. Um, <laughs> so, so that's a perspective that I kind of get behind. I, I just I can yeah. get behind that. Just give me rice, you know. Yeah, I can get behind that. I can get. I feel like millennials love quinoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny because <laughs> yeah. we we I seem like the crunchy guy that should like quinoa, but like mm-hmm. I'm too self aware for that. Like, no. I've gone all the way into like my ridiculous hipsterdom, and I've come out the other side unironically. Like, yeah. I wear turtlenecks. Yeah, not, and not as a joke, but just because not as a joke. They're comfortable and they keep my neck yeah, warm. Yeah, they and keep your neck warm. I'm having a cold year this year, so yeah. I need the kind of I need the help. Right. So, um, say one. The uh, okay, two questions left. Um, the next question is, uh, can you describe your meditation practice or similar way of like relaxing and connecting? I have an Apple Watch that I bought this year. Mm-hmm. <sighs> quarantine summer or well la- well okay 2020 and every so often it tells me to stop and breathe mm, yeah so what it does it's um if you don't have an apple watch or something similar it comes up and for a minute it says slow down breathe um you can make it last for however long you want it to do it and um at first it counts you in. So it's like breathe for five, exhale for five. And then after a while, it just goes to um, vibrating. So when, when you, so it doesn't vibrate when you're doing the inhale, um, but it does vibrate to let you know that you've inhaled enough. So now exhale, does that make sense? So it keeps doing that over and over again. And I end up 
practicing that no matter where I am. So I'll be in the car. I won't close my eyes, of course, but I'll be in the car and it'll tell me to breathe. I'll turn off the radio and for a minute, I'm just like breathing deeply, exhaling fully, trying to recenter myself. That actually helps with me not giving the finger to people. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so it really works. <laughs> so it really, really works. So that's why I've been, that's my meditation throughout the day. It's a good picture mm -hmm. to have like the breathe app up yeah. on your watch, yeah. like while you're flipping somebody off. Yeah. That'd be yeah. like a really good yeah. photograph. It works. Uh. You're like, I'm Zen, <laughs> but fuck you because you're taking me out of my Zenness. Yeah. Um, pure catch. Like Pure Cat tries to redeem herself by saying, I can agree rice is the ultimate grain. Mm. Um, so, you know, take that as what you will. I think it's a bit of pandering. Okay. I think it's a little late yeah. for that. Yeah, a little personally. late. I mean, you killed me on Tootsie Roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Skate Mom says, I'm 44. I don't want to eat quinoa. I want to eat real food. Yeah. And uh, she also says the Apple cult is real. I guess Tiffany's saying I should stop ignoring the Breathe app on my watch. No, I love Apple. I am. I have Apple TV, um, that little box. In fact, I bought one for my roommate and I have one. I have an iPhone, an iPad, an Apple Watch, an iPod that I used to have but don't use anymore, and a MacBook Pro. I am all in Apple. There's no way to get out of it. <laughs> yeah. I can't You're leave stuck. it. I can't do Samsung all of a sudden. I can't do right. IBM. I have to change my whole system. Mm. You know? Like, I've worked really hard to cultivate an app lifestyle, um, an Apple lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't get out if I, even if I wanted to, but I don't. Oh, no. There's no I way. It's to. over. After the Apple Watch, it was over. I, yeah. You know, given into Apple, like. You know, now this is all proprietary nonsense. After my ninth Apple product, I've finally given in, says Tiffany Sutton yeah. on Art Brunch. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. The, um, the final question that I have for you here is, uh, what is the most memorable response you've received about your work? Hmm. Um, that's going to take a while. Let's think. My response or someone who has been responsive? A response that you oh. received, yeah. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I get it now. Um, geez, I don't really, I can't pinpoint um, any one thing, but yeah. recently yeah. with my um, with my Black Body Radiation series, someone um, commented that my work was um, really about Black joy. Uh, which I had never thought of before. So I always thought of my work as an indictment on something like, you know, firmly Black feminist talk and being all serious and whatnot. And um, it's not me. I'm not a, I'm a bubbly person. So of course my work would reflect my personality. Uh, so when I heard someone, or when someone told me that I was an interviewer, who is like, oh, your work really represents Black Joy. I'm really loving that energy. And I just was like, again, the Capricorn thing, I don't know if people <laughs> like this, so I'm going to discount it. I'm going to say yeah. no to it, but people generally, genuinely respond positively to that part or that aspect of my work yeah. and of seeing joy and everything. So, um, yeah, so at first, you're right. At first, we are like that. Capricorns are like that. Well, it's not going to be taken seriously, and then everyone loves it and takes it seriously. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just like you never, you never, like, 
I've given up. I never know. Whenever I think it's a bad decision, I just like go with it anyway. You know? Right. I try my That's hardest true, not to sure. divert from it. I end up going with Absolutely. it just so I can see it through, even if it's cringeworthy for me. You know, yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then it ends up yeah. being a positive situation. So you have to throw it out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Put it to the world. Good. Yeah. And I think that like joy can be criticism too and joy yeah. can be like important discourse that we have oh, yeah you know and inside of those conversations so that's that's awesome to get that reflected back to you in a way that feels feels like relevant to your practice and to know that mm -hmm. like it is bringing it's bringing those other things you know but yeah. it's also bringing joy it's also beautiful you know I, yeah i feel mm -hmm. that way about your work too oh <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so we're wrapping up here. We are um, just past one o'clock, and mm -hmm. uh, I want to open up the floor again to kind of each of us as as we sign off. So, Tiffany, I'm going to put your links back into the chat if people are interested in following you, giving you attention, and giving you money. Hopefully, they can do all three. Is there anything that you want to leave us with today? Anything that's on your mind or you want to share with your audience or, or just share with the ether? Uh, I don't know, but I think I want to end on joy. Mm -hmm. I really feel like already this year has been nonsense and it's not even been a month. It's barely been two weeks. Um, and we have to remember that the best way to um, uh, mitigate nonsense and stupidity and anger is to just smile at it. And let it not wa let it wash over you. Mm. When I was a little kid, my mom is a big proponent of just, you know, not smiling and nodding and forgetting what they say, but a, not a, but either not absorbing it, not absorbing it either. So instead of it, just it, let it reflect off of you and put more put positive energy out there mm -hmm. instead of absorbing it. And now you feel just as angry and despondent as anybody else, as the person who gave it to you. So not not taking on their their baggage, I would mm -hmm. say. It's really a hard lesson to learn. And I think 2020 has really um, hammered it into my head that I have to leave people to their, I've got to leave them alone. Like, I cannot be with you. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot be in your world. I cannot talk to you. I cannot, I cannot do anything. You're so negative that it's making me negative. And it impacts me so um, so deeply that I just have to, you know, you have to put a wall up. You have to put a door. I'm sure I'm closing the door on you right now. Mm -hmm. With a smile. So enjoy. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Uh, Jake, yeah. do you have anything to leave our leave our uh, viewers with today? Yes. I, I, I just I feel like I've been reflecting on a very uh, similar vibe of that, of just like, you know, to dig deeper to, you know, people that don't share the same ideology as you and someone that maybe is trying to throw a bunch of stuff at you that you just, um, you're just like, wow, you're like really insulting me and you're really in my face. And it's just like, you know, I want to, I want to forgive them for that and to dig yeah. deeper to bring them joy because they, they've been poisoned by something. And mm -hmm. uh, what I'm going to do is have that poison stop here with me. And, and I'm going to now promote back to you the love and, and the joy. Yes. And I, I think just, you know, I completely agree with what you're saying is that like, you know, not even 10 days into this year and it's, we are off the, the freaking rails. So yeah. I, I think that yeah. um, as a sentiment, you know, I think really 
making sure to take time for ourselves and keep that arm's length. But if nothing else, just really try to maintain that positive attitude just for your own solitude, you know, and Mm -hmm. then people can learn by your example, you know, like, wow, they're just, they, they exude joy. They exude, you know, these things and, and really try to maintain a, um, a positive attitude while still, Mm -hmm. still definitely honoring, you know, and understanding, like you said, like, don't, don't just let it flow over you or past you. Like, just Mm -hmm. like noted, but I choose joy. I choose joy, you know? Um, and uh, go get uh, Tiffany's Patreon <laughs> yeah. and a little bit of business. Go go get on her Patreon. That would be my, my shout out. Go check that out. I, I love that idea of like it's it's like a cup of coffee and it's like literally you're supporting the artist super directly. And, yeah. uh, you know, we live in a technocratic overlord state. But, you know, when we have things like Patreon, like that does one benefit of living in that is you can very directly yeah. support artists. So everyone yeah. go go check that out. Okay. And we will say goodbye. Everyone drop some love in the chat for Tiffany and drop some hearts. I'm going to switch over to my view here. So thank you all for watching today. And um, I hope that through this conversation, you gained something. You gained a little bit of joy to move off of what they were talking about at the end there. I think that it's also our responsibility to continue to find new and impactful ways of creating joy for the people that we do love and moving deeper and deeper into joyous collaborative experiences with the people that we're sharing this life with. So um, take that as you will, move further into this joy and connection as we can because that's, that's very healing too. Um, thanks again to everybody for watching. Uh, Skate Mom with the, with the bits. Thanks for the bits. And um, if you're interested in supporting this channel, supporting the work that we're doing, dropping a follow is the first step. So if you aren't already following the channel, please follow us now. We really appreciate it. If you have some extra extra bits or some extra money, you can subscribe to the channel or gift a sub to someone else. Boogie Nights, it's good to see you there. Thanks, Denise. Um, no, yeah, we're inspired by you. Thank you for traveling us t- with us today. And um, everyone keep a lookout on our Instagram and on our Twitch page for the work that we're going to be doing with Tiffany for her artist interview project um, that she has done, but is doing residency with us to continue with. So a lot more from Tiffany coming to the channel uh, and we'll let you know everything when it comes. Um, Thank you for being here with me today and we will see you next week.